0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Game Till Five. My name is Steph, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely co-host Nikki. Hello, Nikki. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? Not too
1: bad. How are you, my friend?
0: Yes, I'm. I'm okay. You know, I think. I think now things are starting to uh, be released. It's, it's, it's getting a little bit better.
1: Released? You mean like humans are being released, or? <laughs> yeah, humans.
0: humans. Humans are being, are being released. released
1: into the wilds now.
0: Yeah, the people are out and they're
1: doing things. We're coming out of our homes. However, if you're in the UK... It's bloody cold. So I mean, we may yeah. be able to go sit at the pub and have drinks and have some food, but we'll also freeze in the meantime. So it's like the world is basically giving a big fuck you to the British public and being like, ha yes, you can go sit in a pub garden, but you're not going to want to, which is, <laughs> you know, hilarious, I guess. But
0: yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is a little bit of a slap in the face of just like, I feel like it's probably doing it on purpose where it's just like, you can go outside, but. The British weather is telling you you can't go outside at your own peril yeah just be cold just be cold we're really not designed as a country to have outside seating like even in summer you all crowd around a heater if there's one in the pub garden exactly yeah and it's not great weather today and I'm sorry everyone
1: if you're gonna hear wind noises from my my house it's gonna sound like I'm in a shed I'm not but um we're having like a fucking storm right now and you know in in May it's Again, thank you, British weather. But you know, anyway, now we've spoken about the weather, I feel like uh I feel like we should stop.
0: Yeah, I think we've assessed that we're English. We've spoken about the weather. That's standard English. When <gasps> in behavior. doubt, when feeling awkward, just talk about the weather. <laughs> yeah, let's just move on to the episode. Um so today's episode we are talking about our most overrated games. Yeah,
1: a few of you will recognise this title because this was actually Funnily enough, it was, was already an episode that we had half recorded. Um, mistakes were made. It doesn't matter. It deleted itself because the world was not ready for us to talk about our most overrated games because it's a controversial subject. But you know what? We're going to be like, hey,
0: fuck it. We're going to re record this shit. and uh, And you're all going to hate us. Yeah, we're going to put even more aggression and hatred into this episode than the previous yeah. version that we recorded. Because we already don't want to, like, you know, we did it the first time <laughs> we were like, we knew this is going to be bad. And now we're doing it a
1: second time. It's just like, oh, fuck it out. It's also full disclosure, we're in here not feeling our best today. Okay
0: <laughs> little fuss for where after an evening of wine. And so wine I think it's yeah, wine and business. Don't
1: forget the business aspect. That's what makes it <laughs> legal.
0: Yeah, well, the, the five minutes that we did it i mean i'm allowed to be in a bubble it's fine um yeah yeah. so that happened and uh i think we're gonna be pretty aggressive today i'm not gonna lie we are are. um we don't actually
1: fully know i don't think all of them i think before the, the world decided that this was not to be i don't think we actually got to number one so it's going to be exciting it's going to be interesting um i want to put it out there that these are our own opinions and we're not saying that these games are shit necessarily we're just saying that we think that they have a lot more hype than maybe they deserve but not even that they deserve just that we think they deserve because we may not be the biggest fans of them so don't come at us be like how dare you talk about my favorite game like that you heathen because remember that you might not like games that i like so let's all just be calm collected and remember it's just opinions
0: yeah yeah well well put Nichole. thank you
1: about saying my full name then I was like please don't
0: <laughs> I actually if you rewind and listen back to that said I called you Niccoli because I think I was going to call you Nicole <laughs> <laughs> mixed with Nikki and I just merged the two together
1: I know I know Niccoli, Niccoli
0: is here
1: yeah I just squidged them together and I don't know why <laughs> Anyway, on this absolute madness, we have no news or anything like that. So, um, so I, I guess we can probably get going. Um, before we do start, though, sorry, just to mention, if we have a crossover, which I think is unlikely because this is quite a specific thing. Actually, we could have a crossover. That's a lie. Uh, this, this thing's gonna happen. Yeah, things could happen. Oh. That man, and that man who is not overrated, comes out of the cupboard to tell us that we've had a crossover, and we're gonna have
0: a little chat about it. Yeah, it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be a lovely time. Um and as Nikki said, overrated generally means that it got a good response everywhere else. We're just oh, yeah. saying everyone else loves it, but we're just not so sure. Yeah. There, there we go. go. Yeah, Solidified our argument there. Nobody can come for us. <laughs> Don't at me. Don't at us well not ever, no. At us many times for other
1: things. Don't at us for this unless you Only agree with love. Me. Unless you agree with us and you were like, Yeah, fuck that game. Um but also that's probably not the point. We're all we're all fans of video games here. It's fine. If you like that game, this this franchise, this series, it's fine. Yeah. And I all mean right. that sincerely, not not like I normally do when I say something's fine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, enough waffling, enough.
0: Alright, I'm just gonna play the top five intro. What are you buying? How about a game of lucky hit? A three-headed monkey. Let's go! Alright, I have no idea who's going first again this week. I think think it's me. Yeah. I don't know if it is, but I just think it is. You're claiming it for yourself. You go.
1: My number five is not a surprise. I think a lot of people would probably have this in their top five list, um, which is the game Fortnite. Yeah. So this game came out, which, you know, what, I can't even tell you the year. I want to say it was like 2016 slash 2017. I don't I have those I don't yeah. have those facts with me. What, what, what an absolute fucking failure I am. Fact queen. Um I actually used to play Fortnite back in the day when it came out. I think a lot of people did. And and yeah. you know we played it. We had a good time. And uh and you know it it was it was enjoyable. It, it felt like the first of its kind. It wasn't. I'm pretty sure PUBG came first, I think technically. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um but yeah.
1: It, did, it, did. it was kind of like it was it was a way of like not being so serious with stuff like that. I think that that was a nice kind of like mm. light-hearted battle royale game, and it, it it was good. Like I I did enjoy it. And one thing that I want to mention as well is that not a lot of people know this because you don't often realize it, but um, Fortnite itself was free the battle royale, but there was also another version of the game which was Fortnite Save the World, which you actually had to pay for. And I had this and I really enjoyed it. And I think we played it, which it, Save yeah. the World was a cooperative hybrid third person shooter tower defense survival game. Um, all, all of which, all of this is published by Epic Games. And I can't remember why the Battle Royale was free, but they released that free. And then obviously you could pay for the other game.
0: So I think what it was, was initially the uh, the actual tower building game was supposed to be the main game. And mm-hmm. the Battle Royale was just an extra add-on that I think they thought oh, we will add... Because it yeah. seems to be popular at the moment, and it kind of works with what we've got, so we'll just throw this on for free, and then people can play it. But actually, it's now it overtook, yeah, the original game.
1: I don't even know if you can play Save the World now. I'm not sure.
0: I have no idea. I feel like I should try it because we technically own it.
1: So yeah, I, I probably maybe it does exist, but it was fun. I remember like you would wander around these like towns, like the the little towns, and you would smash stuff. You'd get like uh, materials to then craft and then you'd have like these fucking zombies that would come to you. I actually really enjoyed it. Thinking back to it now, I'm like, I really liked a lot of the character design. There were these individual characters that you could have that looked a specific way. Obviously a lot of them were in the battle royale, but I mean, there was like a ninja, a ninja woman that I fucking loved. She was really cool. And uh, we had a lot of fun, like building our bases and and things like that. But yeah, yeah, God knows what happened to that. But, Obviously, Fortnite, the chaotic storm that it was, it was this huge, huge thing that just happened. You know, a lot of kids started playing it. And I think one of the best sort of phrases I found about this game is that, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of adults were playing it to begin with. But then as the adults started leaving, the children kind of came in and took their place. It became a game that like young kids absolutely loved. And, and that's fine, like any age person should be able to play a game and there's no shame in that and whether or not adults play or couldn't, you know, who gives a fuck. But I think it just got a, a huge name for itself and within that huge name and how well it did, in my opinion, it just came became this huge advertising board. All these different companies mm. started coming in and working with Epic Games, you know, and there was things like, there was like the Thanos thing, like the Marvel, and then like the Disney, and it's like, you just see so many like films, TV, all this stuff intertwined within Fortnite that just kind of makes it just feel a little bit sellout-y, like when I'm playing, I'm playing a commercial now. Yeah. And I, I get it, they obviously just want their buck, like they want to make bank, but also it's just a lot like whenever I've looked at Fortnite now there's so much shit going on like there's dinosaurs you can fish I'm just like this is just too much like give me a fucking old school barrier. like apex I admit I prefer apex now at least you know what you're getting and it's priest it's a standard first person shooter battle royale. like it's it doesn't yeah. change too much and there's good mechanics but it just seems like
0: Fortnite to me is just a, an absolute mess now yeah they just started doing so much with it and the fact that there was even like concerts and things in there which mm. it's kind of a cool idea that's, like that's it's crazy cool, yeah. but at the same time it's like guys this is this is just a game this is a free game that you've put a whole entire animated concert into i don't know what's going mm. on you know yeah.
1: it's just it's confusing.
0: it just it just felt like a
1: billboard. It just feels like a bit more yeah. now. Like they they know who they're targeting and that is the younger generation. And I mean, there was yeah. like shit all the Fortnite dances and stuff. Like, yeah, dancing is cool and everything, but it just, I don't know. It just, it became something I didn't like anymore. And whether that's because I'm a snob, I don't know. But it, I just think that the hype just was almost, I think the hype was almost a part of its detriment. I think a lot of people yeah. started being like, Ugh, Fortnite, you know, like if you go to someone and you sit down and be like, I play video games and they go, what do you play? I play Fortnite. Admittedly, I don't think anyone should judge anyone for what they play. However, it just it just became this thing. It became its own weird fucking entity. And as I said, it's not like I wouldn't enjoy it when I played it. I downloaded it on the Switch not too long ago because obviously it's free. And I tried it again on there and I just think now it's overrated. I think what it was, what it started as, what it could have become... Is I yeah I don't know yeah
0: bad no, juju. I
1: I'm not I'm not a
0: fan now that's fair I'm I'm kind of with you it's not something I'm naturally drawn to play I, I don't think I was ever really drawn to play any of them like I don't play a lot of Apex either and not really my kind of games but I did enjoy Fortnite to, at the beginning when it was something we were kind of playing as a group but I know what you mean it did kind of come onto a lore unto itself um, and adding, I think mechanics and things like that, it didn't need. So it's less, like you said, it's less yes. about, for me, it was less about the billboardy kind of stuff, but with the billboardy came like extra powers and stuff. Like you mentioned the Thanos one when it came in and it was like, basically, if you got the Thanos glove, you could just destroy everybody and you mm-hmm. basically be crowned the winner every match so it was kind of a bit like it took away that like weird tactical thing or anything like skill that we'd built up over the game and I think just yeah a lot of that just got got a bit bloated
1: you know yeah and I just think for what it is like I I don't see why it's such a force now I, I, I don't get it there's plenty of other great battle real games out there um I mean, it's one yeah. of those things where it's like I don't, I'm not shitting on Fortnite itself. If you're someone that plays Fortnite, like I, I get it, but I just think, yeah, like the, the what it became, I was just like, nah, nah.
0: yeah, no, that's fair,
1: that's fair. Okay. Um, I I do have a fact. <laughs> um, I it's not very interesting. I just wanted to get like one fact, really, even though we're kind of bitching about it. So normally, I normally only bring facts for games that I'm like, yes, I love this. Listen to this amazing fact. This is just kind of more just facts about the the game, but apparently. Um, the name, which, I mean, I guess you'd kind of be like, OK, well, then maybe the word Fortnite is like fort and mm-hmm. then night, which I think does come from the fact that obviously the original Save the World was a tower defense game. So fort. Yeah. And it's probably nighttime, I think, when the zombies attack. So you're like, OK, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, But it also does as well tie into the early event in the game, which was the... Save the World, which is a 14 day survival marathon where you'd have to obviously fight off the monsters, as I was saying, over two weeks. So that's Fortnite, obviously Ooh. that Fortnite oh, is 2 yeah. period. So both of the names, I think both just tie into the original game, Save the World. So I, I really don't think that, that Fortnite ties into the Battle Royale aspect at all, which kind of no. shows the fact that the Battle Royale was very much a side thought, which obviously has worked wonders for them now. But yeah, that's yeah. the meaning behind the name if everyone's ever wondered.
0: Ooh, I love a bit of etymology going on. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway, nice. What's your number five? Now we're done with Fortnite.
0: We can, yeah, we'll move on. Um, so my number five is uh Halo Five. More fives. All um, the fives. I think that's technically a crossover. All right. Well, I will play Beano. Oh. So just, just sorry, just interrupt you for a second. I have put the Halo franchise. Right. Okay so what i'll do then is i'll talk about halo 5 specifically and my problems with it and then you can just come in and bitch about the rest of the series i'll just bitch about
1: halo as as an overall thing this is this is for me the one that i was most scared about talking about so okay
0: yeah but it brings a lot of things but i'm going for it um what number was this for you by the way number two Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It was quite high up. Um, all right, so so Halo 5 for me, SPS game. If you don't know about it, it was released uh 2015 for the Xbox One and obviously fifth entry to the Halo series. Um it, I think the thing is it's gotten very great reviews, and I think, you know, people people enjoyed it. Like it's not a hated game amongst the Halo community, I don't think. But the reason I really struggled with it is I've only ever really played the the Halo games as a co-op uh, a co-op game. I've never played them just by myself. I never owned an, an original Xbox. So I never followed the series through and I'm not a huge FPS player really. Um and so I ended up playing this a bit later and playing this when 5 was about to come out. So as preparation, I sat down and played the whole of the series in co-op mode. I think when uh the Master Chief Collection came out was when when we did it and it did in co-op mode. it was really fun. um, and I really enjoyed playing it. It was quite a quick kind of quick couple of games to get through, but it was kind of fun, like didn't take anything too seriously, like following the story along, but not like die hard into the into the story for it. but just yeah, just in general, a really enjoyable game. And then five came out, and five just removed the co-op possibility. Like, completely. So then I was just like, well, I'm never going to play this game. I'm never going to find out what happens in this fifth game because I have literally no real desire to to play it because you've taken away the one thing that made you a more interesting FPS game for me, really. Like, I know there's a lot of lore and stuff around Halo and the story is quite deep, but I don't feel like it ever really goes into that, like, during the rest of the thing. And then, so for Halo 5, just to be like, well, you know if you were going to play this in co-op, you now can't. So just, just deal with, just deal with playing it in single. It just felt weird. And it just felt like the story wasn't a great replacement for it either. So it was just like, it's not like the reason they didn't have it in there was because the storyline for one person was really good. Just felt a bit odd for five. Um, And I think, I think the problem was the focus seemed to be a lot on the multiplayer for when it came out. This, the multiplayer obviously was this huge kind of time in 2015 and, and that's what people were gravitating towards. And again, for me, that's not really something I get, got into. And okay, it might be great. like Multiplayer might be fantastic, but I personally, I just have no interest in it in that way. Mm. And and I think because of that, it ended up feeling more like a COD game. Like it was more focused on, we're going to give you a really good multiplayer experience, but we're not going to give you the a great story, single player ones. And I always feel that with COD games. Like I, I don't mind playing COD. But I tend to find it's just like I've never really played the actual campaigns. Yeah, I don't
1: remember people talking about like oh the the Call of Duty campaigns, right? Like I people say that they peel, play Call of Duty. Peel. I hope they do not peel it. <laughs> they peel um, it. Play Call of Duty. you know they play it multiplayer. They play with their friends. You know that that's what I tend to imagine. I, I don't remember people calling it talking about the the campaign generally. Yeah.
0: No, and I think the problem was for me is Halo was never. like that before it was more story-based and then it just happened to have a cool section that was multiplayer if you wanted to get into it. And I know there was a big following of it, but it kind of did both well for a really long time. And I think, this one felt like they really deviated and they really just put so much focus on the multiplayer and just kind of let the rest of it die. I was just like, why, I didn't, yeah. I just don't understand why co-op mode was in there and it enraged me and it enraged many other people that I know. Um, So so that was why I was like, it's overrated. Like it, it doesn't have all the features that the old one does, shouldn't be as highly reviewed. That that's was bad. my, that's my, that's my theory. Um, But kind of before I do any like facts or anything in particular, like, so, Halo for you, and in general as a series, is like a bit of a narrative, right? Let's, right? Get down
1: to the, let's get down to the shit, right? Okay. Yeah. I want to preface this by saying that I know a lot of people that adore this game and they love it. And I have really tried my darndest to get into this game. I've sat down um, mostly in a co op sense. And I'm talking about maybe one, two, three reach. I've tried, I can't remember. Yeah. You know, tr- trying to sit there and be like, right, you know, because I knew that if I was going to get into it, it probably would be in a co op sense. And uh, trying to be absorbed by the story, trying to to be like, okay, right, you know, show me what you show me what you've got, show me what you um, got, <laughs> and uh, and I just I, I I couldn't get it, you know, even being told parts of the story, I'm sat there and I'm like, this is still doing nothing for me, and and maybe that's maybe that's my issue, but the thing is though, personally, I don't think I've got a great track record with bungee anyway. Um, you know, Destiny's storyline, in in my opinion, was while it may have been good, it was a mess. And I'm not saying that Halo's was, but I think my problem with Halo is I didn't feel like there was anything grabbing me. It felt mm-hmm. very like sci-fi troop kind of trope, you know? Like yeah. there was there was nothing in it that made me go like, oh yeah, like fuck, I wanna know, you know, I wanna know more. And and maybe maybe it would get better. Maybe if I kept playing it, it would get better. And I will fully admit that. But if I'm not caught, if I'm not being like caught in the first hour of a game, I mean I'm going to struggle like I I yeah. will probably I won't come back to it. Um I I it may be fun and I'm sure a lot of people have enjoyed it. I'm sure that the the shooting is is good and I hear a lot of good things about the combat. Yeah. But for me personally, I won't give a fuck about combat over story. So I know a lot of people will play a game because they generally really enjoy the mechanics, they enjoy the the action and everything. But for me I'm like it's story first action later and that's such a big part of it for me so if i haven't been you know entangled within the first hour i'm, I'm done and the thing is with the law i know there's books you know i've, I've seen the books i've i know there's loads and there's all this law and there's all this probably stuff that you can read you know online and then there's probably graphic novels and things like that but i have the same problem that i do with destiny in regards to its law is unless you're putting all that law in the game for me to you know see firsthand i um, I, I just think that that, you know, I'm, I'm out because it, when destiny was, released, I know I'm, I'm here. I'm not, I'm not slating destiny because this destiny is not my pick, but they do Bungie has this tactic of being like, we're going to create this huge world and we're not going to introduce you to it in a very nice way. We're yeah. going to shove it in your face and just expect you to be like, oh, okay. Like, And maybe they didn't do that as much with Halo like they did with Destiny, but it's still kind of that thing of like, everyone's like, well, you should, you know, if you, you'd really get into Halo if, you know, you looked up some of the lore and the backstory and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, well, no, I shouldn't have to. Yeah. And while I know I'm sitting here and I'm saying I have barely played it, I just, even so, you know, I I read about Master Chief. I try and 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 get attached to this character because for me a protagonist is the most important person of, of a narrative in a game and you know he has little to no characterization his backstory apparently isn't very exciting he doesn't really have that many like compelling motivations to move forward you know supposedly he's a bit sort of passive and and a little bit runs a little bit flat and, you know, it's supposed to be this amazing story-driven game, but when I hear about Master Chief and people people say online a lot of the time that he is probably one of the worst protagonists. Again, please don't at me. I'm just going <laughs> off what people are saying about the game. People that love Halo have said this. Um, yeah. You know, if if we can't love the protagonist, then...
0: Who I, else are you um, going to love? Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, I, I do agree with you. I think the thing with Master Chief is he is... Kind of like the male version of Bella in Twilight by the sense of that you can very easily put yourself into them as a character because they have no real... Yeah. Have no real, dis- you know what I mean. It's very easy to put yourself into it because there's no set description for you to be like, oh, yeah. that's me, or oh, that's yes. not me. You just kind of naturally cling on to it because yeah. you're like, well, it's a male thing and they're cool and I want to, you know. And mm. I think that's why people get really. I know that was the reason people got really drawn into like Twilight and Bella was because they could put themselves in the book <laughs> as her. Oh, and good. I feel like I the know same thing was. It's Mr. Sparkles. Um, Mr. Sparkles yeah and I feel like for me you're kind of right that's kind of what Master Chief is he's a very easy character to just put yourself on top of because he doesn't mm. doesn't exude a lot of else much going on like there's not anything strong character based there like like you said there's a lot of lore and there is a lot of backstory and stuff to him around that but it's never really that yeah it's not hugely hugely there I yeah think. I don't know
1: so it's I'm with you it's it's one of, the, for me, it's one of these huge games that I have, I have tried to kind of get into time and time again. And doing me wrong, actually, I love the, I love the co-op, I love multiplayer. And was well, I when I mean when I mean that, I mean um, back in the day when I was younger, I did a lot of the fighting. So uh, I don't know what the word is, but obviously when you fight each other, a lot of the like the local lines. Uh, split yeah. screen, like I death matches, really enjoyed that. I loved the yeah. death matches. I, I did a lot of that, and um, and I had a lot of fun with it, especially back in the day. But I, I, you know, I wouldn't touch the campaign. For this reason, yeah. and I think that you know, just overall Overwatch is always one of those games for me that everyone just, just cracks on about, and I always felt like I missed the boat. But also, when I've tried to get into it, I'm still very much like I don't get why people love this, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I it's, it's I still boggles my mind. And someone could say to me, you know, fucking go download it now, Game Pass, like fucking give it another chance, and I'll just be like, no, I've right.
0: tried. It's given it it's given its time. Some games you just have that though. Sometimes I you just, give the to, yeah. like the time, and you I just don't, don't connect with it. I don't think i'll ever connect with it i love yeah. space games
1: i really do but there has to be something something else there for me you know like I, yeah
0: I, I need more it is proof that just because you set something in a certain uh setting it doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna be like latch onto it kind of thing because it's like on paper some stuff does jump out at you about other games it's like on paper i should love this game because it has this this and this and this thing that i love but actually then when you get to play it you don't ever Connect yeah. with it, and I think quite a lot of that is going to be on this list later on. Um, yeah. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But I have one fact, mm-hmm. which is apparently on the multiplier uh, map for Riptide in Halo Five. There is a Meeseeks box from the TV show Rick and Morty. And it can be find, found somewhere in that map somewhere. Nice. Which was a weird thing for them to put in, but I go for you. Go for you. Three, four, three.
1: I actually have a couple of facts.
0: Oh. Um, Apparently, the Halo
1: franchise actually started its life as a real-time strategy game, um, just like the Halo Wars games. And Mm, it was only a Macintosh exclusive until 1999 when Bungie sold the rights to the franchise to Microsoft, so therefore it became an Xbox exclusive. Um, But also apparently they never intended to carry on the Halo franchise, and they ended up obviously putting a lot of intense effort into the first game. But then two and three kind of uh, fell behind because apparently they had such negative tone um, and sort of, I, I don't know, apparent backlash towards the the next games, but um, yeah, apparently they were released quite quite early on due to the pressure. But anyway,
0: yeah, that's my facts. Oh, nice. Well, I'm glad we have facts. Facts. facts? Uh, so yeah, that's um that's my number five for Halo Five, and I guess that kind of covers one of yours as well for Halo. Um- in general. It does.
1: My number two, that's fine. I like to combine it because then I feel like it's not just me coming for a series or a <laughs> franchise. I've got you as well to back me up.
0: Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there at the background, being like, "I don't yeah. think you're going to, I don't think you're going to back me up for this one." So mm.
1: get ready, everyone, to get annoyed at me. So my number four is Super Smash Bros. All of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just, my favorite thing is just that you've gone for all of them. Like you've all not gone them. this one, it's just like nope, every um, every single one. Right. So right. Smash,
1: I mean, there's been many, right? N sixty four. Yep. Other Nintendo consoles that came after that. <laughs> Good. The Wii? The Wii U, I don't know. It's, it's yeah always-
0: the Wii U had one, GameCube had one, um DS had one that also came out on the Wii, I think, at the same time. And now we have one on Switch.
1: Yeah, exactly, and um, the reason I have picked Super Smash Bros is because I personally think that as a game, it's a mess, it's an absolute fucking mess, and by that I mean, when you play it, when I've, okay, when I've played it, and you know, I have played it in a lot of like big groups, so I admit I haven't really sat down probably by myself to play it, but personally I feel like it's one of those games like Mario Party, why would you sit down by yourself to play it, no judgement, but also judgement. Um, it feels, it feels like a, a game we play with lots of people, right? That just always felt like kind of what you would do. I mean, I, my brother used to play it actually by himself on like the N64 and, and it's fine. But when I've played it, I'm like, I don't know who's winning, what's happening? I'm just smashing a hammer around. Oh wait, now I'm smashing an umbrella around. Oh wait, I've fallen off the map. You know, oh, Mario's punching me in the face. I can't <laughs> see anything. Where am I? <laughs> That is an exact monologue when I have played this game. Yep. And I, it's just confusing as heck. It's a proper button masher, which is fine. You know, fighting games is mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. It just, sometimes people are really good at it when I play with them. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> understand how, because it feels like there's no strategy here. Like, oh. It's just a shit show. I'm not <laughs> saying there isn't strategy. I'm sure there is, but for me, I can't yeah. quite grasp it. I don't. I just think, as you know, as as a game, as a multiplayer kind of Nintendo beat 'em up, I just think that it's messy. That's I fair. Get it.
0: No, I mean it's not for everyone. I think. Do you think it's just the the pure number of characters on screen that it that gets you? I think that,
1: but also I think. You know, I've never been. I've always liked fighter games growing up, and I think that maybe I don't like the fact that there's multiple ledges, there's a lot of jumping around. There's that, like that the extra can, element fall to off. It. Yeah, I don't like it's not that danger in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's not just the shit out of. I don't want to be pushed off a ledge at the same time.
0: <laughs> You're right. Actually, I didn't really think about that with uh, Smash Bros and the fact that it does have that extra added level of the fact that you basically have to platform your way around the level compared to like all the other fighter games which are just back and forth side to side across the screen
1: yeah and you know i think the last time i think i probably played it was we had some sort of fucking smash bros tournament on new years or something like that and I can't remember if we all played together, but I just remember like half time, I didn't know who I was. I thought I was a different character because I couldn't see me. And, um, you know, I was just getting like pummeled by fucking Isabel from Animal Crossing. And I was just like, this is not for me. Um, yeah, I, I guess I just, I'm not a huge fan of the mechanics. I just, I don't, it's, it's not to say that I don't think it's a good game and that I haven't, you know, maybe occasionally had an all right time. It's I just don't get the hype around it.
0: Yeah that's fair i mean there are there, there are those fighting games i think fighting games are very much like i feel like you put yourself in a camp you pick a fighting game or one or two fighting games and they're kind of your lane and mm. it's it's rare that you find somebody who will play every single um fighting game really like i find that people tend to pick one it's like i've never gotten street fighter like it's just one i've never really gotten for some reason my brain has never done well with the with the buttons on it I don't know why, it just never has. Um, so I kind of get what you mean. It's like there's just something sometimes about certain fighting games that just don't click.
1: Yeah, I, I think that like you know growing up, I really enjoyed um, I enjoyed Tekken. I, Tekken was one of my favorite games growing up. I, it just it was quite slow and clunky, but you could <laughs> kind of understand what was going on. You could kind of take the time to do your moves, but also you could be strategic and come up with all these different moves but you could also button mash and you could get away with it. And, you know, I, I think for me, like with, with super smash bros, I feel like I, I can't, it's not slow. It's so high fast paced that I don't get time to breathe or figure out what I'm doing. Um, and you know, I, I street fighter, I I did quite enjoy. I I must admit I am a button masher. I'm probably not going to be someone who's like really well, well thinking out. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people that I know love it and, and you know, really stand by it as, a, as an overall game. And I love the fact that they, they put all these Nintendo characters in there and I, I want to like it. It's
0: just when I sit down to do it, I'm just like... Nah. You're just done. You're just done quite quickly with it. Yeah, that's, that's... fair. But yeah, I mean, I've always really enjoyed it, but I, um, I don't find that it's something that I will naturally gravitate towards outside of a party side kind of situation Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i'll happily play it if it's on in a group and but even though i own it i don't think i ever play through like the story mode and stuff on that there is and things like that and like go through that the not really the story mode there is a bit of a story mode in the the newest one on switch but the rest of them was more like you know playing picking a character and then playing through them Kind of thing that like mm. you would do on things like Soul caliber and stuff like that.
1: In in like the story modes, do you just go against like one character and you just got to beat the shit out of them?
0: Yeah, kind of. It, it generally mixes up all the mechanics and stuff like that. Like it'll say, you know, you can only use certain things. But yeah, most of the time it's just like almost like points on a map. So you've got like level one, beat this person, mm-hmm. level two. Like like we kind of do, like you do with Tekken. Yeah. Tekken has it. Mortal Kombat has it if you play the campaign versions of those. All those kind of games have them, right? Like it's, yeah. you kind of play through as one character and that's-
1: No, thinking about that, everybody. I think that reminds me of one of the reasons why, again, I don't like it. Because at least with more combat and stuff like you have your moves and that's kind of it whereas I don't think I like the item system in, in Smash Bros. I don't like the fact mm. that I'll often pick up something and I'll be like what the fuck is this? Like what yeah. does this do? Oh fuck, I don't know. And, you know, and then next second you've flown off the map or something. Like I yeah, don't know. I, I, I don't I can't deal with that kind of like mystery in my life.
0: <laughs> that's fair. It is added chaos. <laughs> I think it's added chaos to this game. It's like they've not only... my own life <laughs> not <laughs> Not only can you not cope with the fact that it's like add the fact that you've got to deal with like falling off of shit and levels around the place and jumping and dodging things. You've also got to end up like dealing with the fact that somebody could pick up a hammer and like smack you off the side of like half the map and you're just dead instantly. And then also, someone can pick up the ultimate thing and just smush you, and it makes no sense. Also, and, I'm then yeah. going to pick
1: something up that I don't know how to use, and we spend five minutes trying to
0: figure then out you... how to use it. By that time, I'm dead. Or you throw it at them. Like, you don't use the item, you know, you accidentally throw it instead, oh, yeah. and it just like me. smacks them. It's the always face. me. <laughs> Take that. And then they pick it up and just instantly murder you with it. And yeah. you're like,
1: for fuck's sake. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that pretty much sums it up.
0: I see it. I see it. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I can see why you don't like it for sure. Um, yeah. I think, it, like you said, it's difficult because obviously I don't think I've ever fully figured out moves for characters in that. But I don't think I have for a lot of fighting games. I think Soul Calibur is one of the only ones that I ever did back in the day. Um, but I do know people who do who almost like play to professional level, and it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like the things they know how to do and combat. there's like, oh, you can combat this with this, and like you know, you can parry that off of this. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Just smash them with something. That's all I know how to do. It's called Smash Bros, just let me smash. (laughs) Just let Steph
1: smash. It's all I want. I do have some facts though. Oh. So apparently the early versions of the game, like very, very early versions, didn't even feature Nintendo characters. They, you know there they wasn't even a thing the original game was supposed to actually be an ip with the hilariously generic i don't know the dragon king the fighting game um i, I the hilariously generic did not come from me obviously because i'm like i don't know why i'm reading right now but uh this early version of the game only featured like these dummy characters which apparently made the game look even more confusing than what it already is now, is um, a lot of the characters looked very similar. So it was really easy to lose track of your character. And I'm thinking, it's fucking easy to lose this. track now. Yeah. And I, if I, even if I'm Kirby and I'm up against fucking Link and Zelda, I'm not going to know who the fuck I am. And that's not because I don't know Kirby. It's just because it's messy. It's messy and there's a lot going on. Also, so, Kirby
0: eats them and takes their hat. So it makes it, it even more just exactly. confusing. And you're like... He was all pink and now he's not. He's got a on. What is it? Kirby's like Superman. He he
1: changes his outfit and you're like, Who are you? <laughs> Perfect uh, disguise. That was brilliant. <laughs> um my other fact is also mm. about the development. Um, so, again, apparently during the early stages of development, um, they used these kind of, like, prototype figures. Um, just, I think, way before all of the Dragon King stuff. They were very, like, poly figures. Mm-hmm. And uh, and apparently that led to the game being referred to as Pepsi Man due to the similarity between these poly figures to the old marketing campaign mascot that Pepsi used in Japan during the 1990s. So, um, yeah, basically for a while it was it was called Pepsi
0: Man. That's I don't I can't even my brain can't even comprehend that fact and I don't know why it just was like no just straight they, up no
1: they used poly figures that looked a lot like someone called Pepsi Man in marketing know, but... adverts in Japan and it did
0: look like Pepsi Man all right Google it I'm gonna I'm gonna I need to now
1: it's a stupid fact all right let's not let's not look into it too
0: much (laughs) oh no it was no shade against your fact it was more a case of like why i mean great it looks like a bit like a pepsi man i don't know what to do with this information (laughs) so it's more shade on them for naming it pepsi man
1: pepsi man also actually had his own video game on playstation so you go pepsi man pepsi man's moving up in the world well, not not anymore. We don't no. see Pepsi Man anymore.
0: I've never heard of Pepsi Man until this day. So <laughs> clearly, he's not doing that well.
1: <laughs> he's not
0: actually doesn't actually exist, by the way.
1: I can't believe you've broken this to me. What? Yeah, Pepsi Man's not actually a real man. No.
0: Sorry,
1: I, I'm I'm giving you like giving you information, and I'm just taking it away. <laughs>
0: You've introduced no wait wait wait. So you introduced Pepsi Man into my life and then it's we berated him, him and then he no longer exists now. You're taking him away.
1: Oh no Pepsi Man for you. <laughs> no Pepsi Man for anyone. You broke it down. I can't down. deal with
0: this today. I don't know what's wrong with me. I think I'm just tired. <laughs>
1: it's okay <laughs> it's all right on.
0: let's move on
1: <laughs> so yeah that's my facts super smash bros is a chaotic mess that i'm not here for
0: good wonderful <laughs> i'm glad i'm just gonna say you're done with your number four because... i'm done please all right.
1: take us away from pepsi man forever
0: <laughs> we may never mention that name on this podcast again my number four is a game that... um, So this is one I do think maybe I will get a few annoyed people. Not my most irritated one, but I think a few. So I've picked Journey for my number four. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. The indie adventure game by that game company in Santa Monica Studios. Uh, originally released on the PlayStation 3. Um, it's a difficult game to talk about, really, because it's kind of a... Story with wordless gameplay, and it's mostly told through like short cutscenes. It's very it was very the start of the the big the almost like the triple A indie, you know what I mean? It was that fancy indie game that came along. It was also kind of the feeling of like it was a little bit playing around with the arty side of indie games at the time. The fact that it didn't have any words um to tell its story. Um and you just kind of like jump around and you can emit a single sound that's about all you can do in this you're just kind of wandering across areas it is a completely visually stunning game and the music is fantastic i will start this by saying it's beautiful and the music is amazing um i think my biggest my biggest problem with it and the reason it's in my list for this is that it got overhyped for me it got overrated I played this, I think, quite late. I didn't play this until I had a PlayStation 4. And I reckon that was probably around 2017, 16, that I played this. And so I think I had played games that were based, had taken what Journey had done and like started to improve it. So I think by the time I'd gotten to Journey, I'd kind of seen it done and in interesting ways. And so what it was kind of bringing for me was a little bit like tarnished, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it wasn't quite there for me. And I'm a little sad that that happened for it, to be perfectly honest. Um, I actually think I'd finish Firewatch that weekend and then immediately play Journey straight afterwards. Oh yeah, that's
1: not, that's right? not good.
0: And I, yeah, I was so blown away by the story and everything in Firewatch. I loved it. That then going to this was just, you know, it would just, something just wasn't quite there. And I think I did give it a really good chance. I played it on like a Sunday and I just sat down quietly by myself and just played it start to finish. Um, But I just didn't get it. I think a big part of this was something that I didn't actually realize until after I'd played it and I was researching it or looking it up and stuff afterwards is their cool and interesting approach to the multiplayer stuff. So I feel like this was a huge, interesting thing that happened at the time, which was basically that you're kind of wandering around and doing your own thing. And at any point you'll kind of find another player And it's not like someone you know or you can talk to, it's just another kind of player and you can choose to kind of do things and go around together and explore and jump around and just do whatever you kind of want and have that experience with this other random player, but it feels quite organically made. And I think what happened was I didn't find any other players or I found one Mm -hmm. and they disappeared within two seconds. right because you played it too late. That's the problem. Right? No
1: one one was playing Journey anymore. No, no (laughs) one wanted to play Journey anymore. Steph was alone in her journey.
0: And I think when they were playing it, it was just like they were playing through it really quickly to just get something Mm. or to try and just play around with it. So they just had no interest in what I think it was originally intended for. So (laughs) yeah, I was basically just late to the party. And I know it's not Journey's fault that I was late to the party, but I think now looking back on it it is one of those things where i feel like it it's overrated it got overrated it, for me i think is probably yeah. the more fair statement for this one
1: it's telling to its situation in the video game category For its time. So Journey, I played when it came out and it was very like, wow, there wasn't very many games like this. Like this is something that feels really new. And even with that online aspect you were just talking about, you know, it came out on PS3. And that was a time where online wasn't really that much of a thing. It was a thing. We, you know, we played online together. Yeah but it still felt like very new. Being able to play online, a virtual world with people, whether it's just in, in Journey, we're in a fucking desert and you can't even speak to them, still felt like something that was really like, oh, look, there's, there's someone there. You know, it felt, it felt really different. And, you know, that sort of game as well was really different. That kind of narrative heavy, but then not really, you know, being, <laughs> I, I, I wish I could really think of the word for it. Cause it was a lot like Flower and those other sort of games where it's um it's kind of indie, it's kind of like, you know, it's it's not there's not much speaking. It's literally just you kind of going through this weird. It's all very arty farty. You know, yeah. It's an experience more mm, so than anything. Definitely. And and you know that was very new for the time, and it was very like it wasn't done very often. Yeah. And to then go into a game like that, where at the time you'd be like, "Oh shit, this is fucking crazy." To then go into it later when we, we they've almost perfected the genre would be hard for you and anyone coming to journey to journey late. I mean obviously you said you appreciate the way it looks, you appreciate the music, which is a huge part of journey, but I guess I guess the point was like it was a journey for its time. There we go.
0: Yeah, no, I I that's beautifully put and I think it kind of <laughs> that kind of works into so I read a review, a really good review that I that I connected with when I was looking up this okay. game for my list. And it basically had a line in it that was like um, around the multiplayer kind of stuff where it was like, there are probably some players who the trick won't work for and whose journey will be beautiful, but an ultimately hollow one where it's aesthet- aesthetically stunning, a good but way perfa- to put it, yeah. perhaps not meaningful. And I think that's what I was missing. And I think for me, um, it it never delivered on the meaningful. And I And I kind of play around with like, was that because I played it too late? Or was that just because sometimes you just won't, you just won't click with the game, I think. Sometimes
1: it could be both. I mean, I've had games like that where I've just, you know, I've. I, some people have said it's, you know, absolutely amazing. You know, I I played. Uh, oh, I can't remember what game I played. It was one of the. It was a walking sim that's like meant to be like one of the first ever ones. Letters to something. I I can't remember its name. Anyway, you like, probably.
0: I'm not uh, gone
1: home. Yeah, no, not gone home. It was the one before that. S. Es- Esther.
0: Oh dear, Esther. Um, <laughs>
1: The yeah, Esther. I played it and uh, it fucking hit the, missed the mark, in my opinion. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was beautiful and there was some really interesting things about it. But, you know, compared to a lot of other walking sims, I was very underwhelmed. But then I think that's because when it came out, it was this huge thing of like, wow, this is so different. Wow, this is so cool. Yeah. And it probably really nailed it. For me, I was like, you know, maybe if I had played this back in the day, it would have had that meaning. But it's it's difficult. And that's a sad thing to say is that, you know, unfortunately... It's it's like to say, you know, like back in the day, let's say like when you never saw a nudity in a movie, (laughs) you didn't know what it was like. And then like you saw it and you're like, wow, boobs. But then, you know, come to now and you see some boobs in a movie and you're like... Boobs, Seeing you know? boobs in a movie.
0: Yeah, I think. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's. An I was analogy. wondering where the hell you were going with with this metaphor, and I was just like, "But now I get it. I'm with you. I'm completely sold." Yeah. Boobs, seeing boobs now is is just like okay, there's boobs in it. Uh, but back, then, I think same you'd be with like, the penis. I think um, even yeah. more so with seeing seeing a yeah. penis. You know, yeah. that was rarer, uh, and still is slightly rarer, but less. Let's Take the edge off, anyway. <laughs> Yes. and I think
1: I think how do we get from journey to boobs
0: Jesus it's such a beautiful nice game and it's just smut just ultimate smut today <laughs> now um yeah I I think there's there's just there's just something that it was missing for me um and like we said you know before that we had things like flower and stuff and I really connected with those and even back in the time, when it first came out, I was playing things like Stanley Parable and things like this, and they were so different, and so I so connected with them. So maybe at some point I would have done, but yeah, I just, did, I just didn't for this one. So that's kind of it. But um, fact-wise, I've got a couple of facts. So one of my facts is in the desert area, I mean, I know it's mostly desert, but there's a particular area of desert, um, there is a flower growing out of the sand, and that is actually the uh, referencing the flower game, game oh, flower that they released previously. And then my other one is that the soundtrack has just been nominated for uh, Best Soundtrack and Visual Media for the 2013 Grammy Awards, which was like the first ever video game soundtrack to be nominated for the um, category, which I thought was very cool.
1: Austin Winsori is like a fucking genius. I still listen to a lot of the Jenny soundtrack just because it's useful.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. Like I have it on in playlists and stuff like that. I Mm. do very much appreciate the the music and stuff and what he did um, and how he did it kind of thing. There's a lot going on. On that that's a whole other topic yeah but great um yeah so that's kind of my number four like not not super long it's it's journey i'm sorry guys <laughs> it's the arty one that didn't make it for me i'm afraid Ah, uh, that's okay
1: it's it's not like you're coming for big series or anything like i am
0: um <laughs> oh you
1: just wait so my number three
0: mm-hmm
1: everybody please just 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 listen to what i've got to say first i'm sorry i'm very sorry that i have picked <laughs> oh, jesus skyrim
0: oh. so right Skyrim. Really. okay
1: i did my best back in the day you know i did play it it was a game that i was thoroughly playing and and you know i think i got it on my ps3 and i was really excited because i really enjoyed morrowind when i was younger which I had on PC as a small child was not my PC; it was my parents' PC. But you know, I I liked I liked Elder Scrolls. I I missed the mark a bit with Oblivion. I didn't quite get into Oblivion, but I thought Skyrim the way it was hyped up, I thought it was going to be fantastic, this amazing adventure, and uh, and it always fell flat for me. You know, I I remember one of the biggest things for me was just like the personality of the NPCs was such a was such a big thing, like. You know, and, and to me, the story didn't engage me from the get-go and it just felt very gray. Like every, <laughs> I think of Skyrim and I just think of like gray beige colors. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, my my big issue when it comes to to an RPG and the reason why, although I'm somebody that loves RPGs, I can fall completely flat, is that I need that main story to be so engaging Mm. that I want to do all the different side quests to be able to level up my character to become this fucking badass person that I can be. Um, but if I don't, if I'm not interested in that main story, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not want to going to do the side quest. And to be honest, I'm probably not even going to want to continue the main story. Yeah. And I was just finding that the side quests were just... Okay, so I've been playing a lot of Elder Scrolls Online, Mm -hmm. actually i've not been playing a lot of that's an over exaggeration i played a bit and it's (laughs) giving me the same feels of like yeah i'm going and finding these random quests which often come with a lot of text to a lot Mm. of things that i don't understand referencing all these different people and worlds and i'm like hang on what the fuck's going on and i'm like i don't care about you tell me why i should care about you because i've literally just met you and now you're like come out we do this thing and i'm like but who are you um (laughs) This, you know, when I when I played Skyrim, it was like this woman was like, "Can you get me three apples?" and I was like, "No, yeah, <laughs> like, why? why should I?" Yeah, just random townsperson, just go yourself, I, you lazy. I get so overwhelmed by side quests too, and hmm. which sounds so pathetic, but. I just find that when my side quest thing starts filling up, I have to do all of them and even if they're shit. And so for me the side quest quality has always been quite poor in Elder Scrolls, sorry. Um it's just not it doesn't it doesn't catch me. The NPCs are weird. How do you feel
0: about it? I um I'm kind of with you. So I have never gotten on with Bethesda. Games, um, Mm -hmm. just never. Um, and I think Skyrim is a big part of this. Is just the way, and a lot of what you're talking about with the way that handles quests and things, is something that I have always really struggled with. I always get lost in a Bethesda game. I, I, and I, and I mean that in the sense of like, like you kind of said with quests, where it's like you're overwhelmed with the amount of quests you need to go and do, Mm -hmm. and someone will tell you to go somewhere, and you feel like it's a proper quest that. You have to go on and you have to do, and it will progress the story along and you'll be like, great. And then you do that and you spend probably, I want to say like a good few hours. These are not short little, like go around the corner and fetch Apple quests. These are long ass quests. And then you finish them and it's like you're halfway across the map and they're like, oh, I had nothing to do with any of the, the main story that you needed you're now trapped in this land we're two being... hours
1: away from your main yeah. storyline quest
0: you can only walk because that's the only way you can get across any of this shit we're not even give you a horse so good luck and have a good time and i'm just like no i'm done i'm done i'm lost i've just been like punched in the face by a troll that's 50 levels too big for me to even get past i i don't want to do it anymore i give up yeah. So that's that yeah. I'm that's how I feel about things. I get it with I I have to say like I know you feel very differently but I get it with Fallout as well. I have the same struggle with the way that they handle navigation and quests i have to say so that's, that's where i draw
1: the line mm-hmm. um <laughs> so at this point i was about to say um no i'm kidding obviously i i will defend fallout to my dying breath but but bethesda an elder scrolls like i do think that personally they, they fall totally flat when it comes to this shit like I, I think that they personally for me they nail it with Bethesda wait well, that's sorry not Bethesda Bethesda nail it with Fallout for me primarily because I feel like a lot of the main quests in Fallout are really really interesting and so crazy in the sense that you know you're in this fucking nuclear apocalypse you know it's it's so unique and I feel like generally when you're in the world of the wasteland, you're figuring out the world anyway. Like, especially with some of the the scenes that they set, a lot of the time you've just woken up into this new world or, um, you know, you were a baby and Liam Neeson's your dad and you've got up and you're like, well, fuck, I I need to learn about this world. For me, Elder Scrolls, it's not like that. The world is already completely there and it expects you to know all of these things and be able to just take this information. Whereas I feel like with Fallout, it's always, it's fed to you a lot easier with with fallout side quests i mean some of them are fucking incredible like i i know that you haven't like played it too much but there are there are some that are just like very like along the lines of witcher so witcher is an rpg obviously similar to skyrim in the sense it's very medieval and as you as you agree as well like the side quests in witcher were like a plus like God tier quests. And for me, like, yeah, there are probably some shittier quests in Fallout, but generally for me, it follows more of those lines. So I'm just like, Bethesda, what are you doing with Elder Scrolls? Where instead of having this really cool quest where I get to find out about this like awesome person that's like, you know, somewhere along the lines, I'm I'm fetching apples for an old lady called Brenda down the road.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of fair. I mean, for me, it's not about the quality of the quest like storyline. It's just about finding the fucking things and knowing that I'm going (laughs) in the right place. Like the thing I have and I have it with thing as well is just I'll end up in an area where I'm told to go in this bunker or told to go to this place. And I'll immediately die because there's like 50,000 people in the way. That are like ten times the level that I am, and I'm just like I, I'll just go round them, and then I get even more lost. Um, it's it's a navigation thing. It's not a quality of quest thing for me. It's a pure like navigation slash pointing you slash steering you in the right direction. I must admit,
1: I do I do have memories of my first ever Skyrim playthrough, and I think you know you you arrive in this village or whatever you're in this village, and there's a dragon, and you come out of it and. I remember i was like oh open world and i'm very much somebody that struggles with attention problems so i'm like i'm gonna go over here for absolutely no reason other than i just want to go over here and i think i ended up in a cave um and i was fighting i was in some sort of dungeon and (laughs) you know i literally just started the game i was probably naked i was naked and i was like let's go into this dangerous game and i'm fighting this fucking thing that's so many at level higher than me and then i've died and i've realized that my last save point was like never that is me and i was like i'm never
0: playing this game ever again I think that is my experience with every single Bethesda game that's like this with an open world. <laughs> that is my experience. I will wander off thinking like, oh, I've got some good little uh, good little side quests. Let's go find this part of this side quest. And I'll go somewhere and immediately get murdered. And then it will be like, well, you haven't saved. And your last point was, again, two hours <laughs> across the map from where you should be. So just yeah. deal with it. And I put it down and I never pick it up again. Yeah. But you know, there's, for
1: me, there's a, there was a lot of issues with this game. I, I really feel like they would bigged up to be something that it didn't, that it wasn't. And, um, and I, you know, I didn't think it was pretty. I, I do admit that Bethesda aren't necessarily always that good at making like good-looking um, environments. And you know, I, I understand it was for its time. There was a lot of snow and just a lot of beige. A lot of snow and a lot of beige is the way I describe Skyrim. Um, and you know for me as I was saying like NPCs like have to be interesting and, mm-hmm. and one of my biggest issues with the NPCs in Skyrim and I don't think you get this in Fallout personally I feel like the relationship you make with the NPCs and like the followers that you can meet you know your your team the people that your companions is generally very like um believable and genuine mm-hmm. whereas in Skyrim I literally just spoke to a woman and then she was following me the next second she, I was like do you want to come with me and she was like yes and then she was just hanging out with me she was putting her life on the line for me and I'm like you don't even know me like <laughs> why you are in you here pub. like I haven't done a quest for you I've done fuck all all I've done is got you two apples and suddenly you're willing to die for me I'm like this relationship isn't very believable and it's the same with my husband that I found I mm. went very I went quite a long way to find an, an attractive husband in, in Skyrim <laughs> I must admit and I found him and I don't know what his name was but he was a lovely man and uh but I was very upset because we'd had about three conversations, and he agreed to marry me. And I was like, "But you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm happy that you're willing to marry me, but I mean, this is very easy, but great, <laughs> but no, this is not believable. I need to work for your friendship and your love. Like, <laughs> let you know, me woo you, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know, instead, so I'm just like, well, I can fucking woo anyone at this point, and that's there's no challenge in that. Yeah, and so, so, so you yeah. know." i i i don't like that i i need mm. to feel like my character is believable and feels like a real entity which i know sounds pathetic but i just feel like you know i i want to feel like that my character that i've created and that i am i am being it feels like a real life person and when i play games like skyrim i'm like it doesn't feel real you know it, it feels like i'm in the truman show <laughs> <laughs> the best analogy (laughs) everyone's
0: just waiting for you to appear in the in their (laughs) town they're just wandering around doing their own life things and then suddenly i was like they're coming they're coming over the hill quick get ready and they're just waiting for you that's amazing Um, analogy
1: and also very beige very beige game on onward with the
0: beige yeah that's more color in the game leave more color i've heard like there's a couple of mods that are really good to add to skyrim that make it look ridiculously pretty, but again, that is a you have to mod it. It is an old game, though. I will give it that, yeah. but yeah, I know what you mean. Just, it is a bit of a yeah. everything looks a bit dirty. Could do with a bit of a nice wipe. Just to
1: kind of like summarize as well why this is in my most overrated games is because um, it came out. It's come out on like every fucking console. God, it's, it's still it's, alive. It's, and so that is one of the reasons why, like, because I, I admit, you know, some people are just into Elder Scrolls. They're just into Skyrim. They're just, you know, they love it, and that's cool. And I have a lot of friends that love it. But I, I think one of the reasons why I was like, yeah, it's going in, it's just because the, of the hype that comes with it. The fact that it's constantly being released on these consoles, and the fact it doesn't ever seem to want to die. And you know, I, I want them, I want them to make, you know, not Elder Scrolls Online, nothing like that. I, I, I want a really, really good Elder Scrolls game that I can properly get into because I feel like it has, the, it always has the recipe. It has the recipe for something that I should like, but it never hits home. And, you know, I look at Dragon Age and I'm like, that for me is the, you know, it done right. I feel like my character is, is breeds life. They're alive. They're creating these friendships, mm-hmm. relationships that seem genuine and real. And then I go into Skyrim and it's just like, I you know, I I, yeah. I can just ask someone to marry me without even meeting them first. And um yeah, I, I think that's that's the reason why it has made this my number three.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I think Skyrim is one of those games as well where I, I keep trying it. I for some reason can't just let it let it die. Let it be one of those games where I'm like, you know what, it's not for me. I'm not gonna play it. Because then I see it on something, and I'm like, maybe. So it's the recipe, it's got the recipe for something that we should love. right? Just... So you just keep trying it, like I was looking at it on the Switch the other day, and I was like, maybe I'll like it for Switch, and I was like, well, oh, maybe I'll like it on the computer. I've not tried it on that, knowing full well I've tried it on everything else, so there's no reason why it would be any better on a different machine, like there's no logic to any of this, but I still look at it, because it can, because it, you can, because yeah. you can, I think, is the problem, and, and... I'll do it with the new one. <laughs>
1: Is there a new one? Because I don't actually know anything. There
0: is a new Elder Scrolls based game cut, okay. that's been announced, but I think it's literally been a um, like a title screen they've okay. shown. So it's, yeah. it's very early in development as far as I know. I mean, I agree with you. I'm
1: still tempted even now talking about it to be like yeah. oh, do I give it another chance? Am I being too hard? Like, you know, I, I need to feel like I need to confirm my, my, my thoughts again. So maybe I will. Maybe I'll stream it. Maybe I'll go into Skyrim and, and give my review live. Oh, ooh, I'd quite enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'd attract a lot of people that hate me, but... You'd be like, who the fuck
0: is this? What are you doing? (laughs) Why do you want to be my wife? Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, I've got some facts, though, actually. Nice. So it
1: seems that Skyrim has a lot of renowned voice actors, and these are voice actors that are incredibly... When I say this, I mean... What's the word that I can use? Kind of old-school actors from, like, the 70s and 60s. Which is really really cool, and and some of the names are Max von Sydow, Christopher Plummer, Joan Allen, Michael Hogan, Linda Carter, and the well-known Jim Cummings, Ooh. also known as the voice of Winnie the Pooh. Amazing! So they have they are uh, in Skyrim as voice actors, which is very very cool, and um, again makes me want to to go play it, but we'll see. Um, yeah. But a really interesting fact that I found out earlier, which made me laugh, is that apparently, um, obviously one of Skyrim's biggest draws is, uh, is the dragons, you know, you get to hunt them down, they're like, they're from the very beginning, the whole thing is you're like, dragonborn or whatever. Um, but some people are believing that Bethesda actually got its mythical creatures mixed up, and it actually has nothing to do with dragons, and the things that you're seeing in the game are not actually dragons, because it's all to do with the limbs so apparently traditionally dragons have six limbs four legs and two wings this is not the case in Skyrim which apparently features dragons with only two back legs and two wings so that's four limbs and the creatures that are basically terrorizing the land are actually wyverns not dragons. I was about to ask if they were
0: wyverns but are they named aren't they named wyverns in the game?
1: They're not sure. dragons. I'm slightly I,
0: convinced that they might be called wyverns rather than dragons.
1: But I know that the term wyvern and dragon can be used kind of interchangeably sometimes. Mm. But I dragon, but then dragon born. So I'm I'm not really sure. I mean any any like Skyrim experts out there, feel free to like tell us. But it, it just seems to be this big thing that, you know, there's this whole element of dragons, but maybe they are called Wyvern's, but maybe they are intended to be dragons. I'm not sure. But anyway, the dragons are a lie. <laughs>
0: End of Skyrim discussion. Dragons are <laughs> a lie. There's not even any fucking dragons in it. Overrated game. Beige game. No dragons. <laughs> oh my god! I feel like we should have summed these up with a two-word review at the end of them. We this should. We can, is... do, we can do. We can do Beige that in game. when we when we count down. We'll go to our uh, before we do a number
1: ones. So we'll do our right. like recap.
0: Yeah, okay, perfect. That sounds That sounds great. All right, what's your number three? <clears throat> so my number three, Um, I definitely don't think this is going to be a crossover. I don't think you would have played this, is Super Mario Bros. U. Wait, what? Yeah, Super Mario Bros. U. So this was a Very game that came lovely. out on the Wii U. Uh, originally, I think you now can get a version of it that is on the Switch. They re-released it because obviously nobody really bought a Wii U. And so they were like, we need to show this to people because apparently everyone fucking loves this game it's a very highly rated game it's basically a 2d mario entry but it's more like 2.5d where it's that like 3d side scrolling kind of thing Uh, like i said it was originally released on the wii u uh now on the switch Uh, and i i this might just be one of these games that it's in here because i'm not very good at it but I I've never really struggled with playing a Mario game, whether it is 2D or 3D. I love all the 3D entries, I have to be said. Like they're probably way heavier than on uh, than the two, the slightly more 2D based ones. However, I got this one because I was like, yeah, Mario game this is gonna be great for the Wii U. This is kind of one of the ones that's on here, other than like 3D world. It's gonna be super fun. And it was just really goddamn difficult. And as a game that's technically marketed to play as a family game, I cannot for the life of me like imagine playing this with small children without somebody throwing something or somebody, a small child, through the TV. Like I just I can't I can't picture it. The rage, the rage would be too much. There'd be so much smashing happening that it just what would be the point in playing this game? Um like I said, there's nothing hugely. I think that like a pinpoint about it, just other than it just is quite a difficult set of platforming. And actually, there's when a lot playing... going on. Yeah, so you can play up to four people, which is why it's got a lot of stuff going on. So you can play a cop, and again, that's how I played it. And um, actually, it's supposed to be easier as a cop game because it's one of those things where it's like, if somebody dies, like they don't make it over a platform, um, you can go and rescue them essentially. So you get kind of a couple lives to do stuff and it just makes it easier to get people through and you can do that with four of you and obviously it looks way more chaotic on the screen when there's four of you but again you have more chances to get you know through the game but i have to just say it just was impossible like nobody was getting through this game when i was playing it like it was just difficult everyone's feet are slightly slippery so it's kind of like (laughs) you're on ice you know what i mean you know like when you have an ice level it sounds horrible it was like slightly like that like there was ice levels, and then at that point it was dialed up to like eleven for that. But for for most of the time, just nobody seemed to just to stick perfectly onto anything. Underwater was a goddamn nightmare. Like underwater is difficult anyway, right? Like nobody likes an underwater level. Nobody anything. likes underwater levels. For some reason, this one was just like just even worse. I think the controls were like slightly inverted, if I remember correctly, and it was just odd. And then I think it was even a bit where you where because it was on Wii U originally, you had, um, somebody would have the gamepad part of the Wii U and essentially made your TV into a giant DS. And you had to like place blocks using the tablet onto the level so you could like jump onto the block and that's how you'd get across like a big gap or something. So we even had that extra fucking thing to do. And it was just, oh, it was just too hard, man. I hated it. And This whole thing sounds
1: horrendous.
0: And I think this was my thing. And now I found out that apparently if you buy the, deluxe version that's out on the switch they added like i think an extra character which is toadette into it i mean why you'd need toadette toad just toad's the worst um but apparently there's toadette in there and she's like the easy character if you want an easier ride you can play as her uh and i think she basically like just has a bit more power i think she can fly slightly i think she doesn't have this the slight slippiness they turn that off for her so she's like once she lands on a platform she's not going to slightly slide off it again Mm -hmm. like they added in something that made it easier and i think that kind of speaks volumes for me when i'm like well it was clearly too hard because you put some stuff in there to make it easy when you re-released this and i think i was just really disappointed in this mario entry i was just a bit like why why have you made this to this level of difficulty i'm perfectly okay with having a nice ramp up of difficulty and stuff like I don't mind being challenged. It's not that I want a really easy time and not to think about it. But I think my problem with it was it was like frustrating and not in a nice way. And it was just... The curve was just too high. Like, I just don't think we ever got very far through it. It wasn't like, oh, we got to the end a couple of levels and then it started becoming hard. I think we were literally in like the second world and couldn't get past a section. It was like, well, I just can't be bothered to play this game anymore. And I think now there are other games that do that difficulty platforming much better and in a less frustrating way. Like I've been playing Celeste recently Mm -hmm. and that's essentially like, you just have to try something and die a couple of times. But for some reason they do it in a way that's really not frustrating. They've just got a very nice way that they do it. And I think this just lacked it. I think it's as well, like every time you died completely, you had to restart the whole level. It wasn't like a nice checkpoint. Uh thing as far yeah just just so many things that i found wrong with it that i just really couldn't get on with and it was just it just wasn't a good time you know and for something and the reason i put this in my list is that it's got such a high rating on you know all of the critic kind of things it's very highly rated as a mario game and i'm just a bit like why it's it's not as well balanced as i think other other mario games are to be perfectly honest for me anyway so yeah that was my that was my thing
1: that's fair. I've never heard of it. Um, I was still clear of it, to be honest, I think after your stunning review. Um <laughs> I'm not a huge Mario platformer fan anyway. Um, yeah. but when you mentioned iciness, like not slippiness mm. and also me just looking at the screenshots a bit, I'm 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 not I'm
0: not into it. Yeah, you're not sold. It's no. um I've been put off games that I've seen that Mario has released liked this since then. To be perfectly yeah. honest. Um so that's a that's a big thing. So that's fine. Um I've got a couple of facts. So apparently uh, in a mini-boss level, if you defeat the enemy and wait about 30 seconds, uh, Nabbit, who's like the little purple guy, will appear, steal your prize, and then jump off screen. So it's like, if you don't take the prize, then Nabbit is going to steal it, which would be really frustrating, but also quite funny. Um... (laughs) And then the only other one I had was that apparently the developers tried using the me characters in story mode. Oh, my God. Um, but at that point, they were like, this doesn't look anything like a Mario game. So they were like, we'll just create an, a different game mode where you can use this. But I just like the idea that this could have been a total game where you use your me, your weird me characters that you made. Because we all made some weird Mii's in in the day.
1: I'm I'm actually more intrigued by the idea of that because right. we made some fucking weird
0: ones on your we. Oh God, I think I've still got them somewhere. Like I've still got my Wii so they're definitely surviving. There's some old, I think old Chewbacca is one of them, and yeah, there's some there's some uh, creatures on there. We're gonna have to one day find them and uh, make sure we share them. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, yeah, so that's that's my number uh, three. So I'm going to keep that one quite short. It just, it frustrated me. And for a highly rated game, I don't think it should frustrate you. So that is why it's in my list. Frustrating Slippy Iceman. Good, good summary there. Yeah,
1: thanks. <laughs> so my number two obviously was Halo, but we've we've spoken about that. So we're not going to do that. But I'm going to quickly discuss a game that was on my honorable mentions, which um, I don't hate I do not dislike this game. In fact, I've tried to play it after recent updates, and I'm like, you know, it's it's better. It's it's good. Uh, I still just don't quite get the hype. I must admit, even after trying, um, and and that is No Man's Sky, and it's no, you know, we all know that this game was hyped to shit when it before it came out, and everyone was disappointed and angry, and uh, it was advertising something that it wasn't going to be, and and that's fine. Like we all, we all got over that, and you know, since then the developer has made decisions and done things and the game does seem better now at the end of the day it's a sandbox game and you know from what i played a little bit with you it, it seems like there's been a lot of improvements but actually i still am I'm in the reign of like i still don't get it i still don't get the hype but you know i, I do love me a sandbox but you know i'm, I'm just still not a huge fan of it I, I have real no research in this pick it's more that i'm just throwing it in there
0: yeah that's fair you know sometimes you just you can't research it. It's just a, it's just a feeling. It's just a feeling. It's just a, it's just a feeling, <laughs> more than a feeling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, uh, like I said, I, I real have no, I have no real facts or information on that. I'm just, I'm
0: slotting it in. That's cool. We can, we can have a short, short number two at this point, I guess, because I don't think I've really got much to, to add on that one. Yeah. Well, that's
1: as I said, that's my number two. Um, but I think we're going to your number two, aren't we? Because I'm. Sorry, we're getting
0: confused already. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on anymore. We're on to your number two, I think. Yes. All right. Let's do my number two. So my number two, this is the one that I'm going to apologize first, but please hear me out. Uh, And I think this is the one that's going to make most people, maybe Nikki, a little bit annoyed at me. I have put in as my number two, uh, Uncharted 4. And I'm going to tell you why. what (laughs) What the shit I'm going to t- I'm going to tell you why. Um if you if you don't know what the game is it's an action adventure game by a Naughty Dog. And all the Naughty Dog people are going to hate me and I don't care because I'm going to it's really? a listen listen as I tell you my tale. Um, all right. <laughs> I'm going to say this is like I'm going to start with saying that this is a as a round off to Nathan Drake's story as a whole. It does a great job of completing that story. Um but I think the thing is when I was Talking about playing them, because I only played these for the first time last year, all of them. I really enjoy playing through them. But as I was kind of gearing up to play them, everyone was like, oh my god, you should play number four. Like All you want to do is play number four. Just get to number four first. That's going to be the best one. It's fantastic. And again, I think this is a case where it got overrated and overhyped for me. Um, It is a very beautiful game, and I think it deserves all the awards it got for all of the technical things that it did I do appreciate that that you know the work that went into it is fantastic but it was too cinematic for me it's, what? it's too cinematic yes I can and I'll tell you <laughs> why if you let me finish my goddamn point it's too cinematic because it's like it's a game and it's a very fun game it's got a lot of good components and good like gameplay Parts to it that they've developed over the course of four fucking games and they hardly let you fucking play it. That's why I'm annoyed at this game because I was sat there watching cutscenes for I think 75% of the game. And I, I wanted to just play and run around and do things and do fun things and be a magical, fun thing that I had a good time. I also felt like it was lacking in anything completely mystical because Uncharted, <laughs> the rest of the Uncharted games have really something <laughs> fun in it that suddenly appeared halfway through the episode, like halfway through the game that was like something a little bit dark or something a little bit mystical or something a little bit strange. You know what I mean? Like something happened. And Uncharted 4 just didn't seem to have that either. It's kind of like what we were saying a while ago on, like, talking about Tomb Raider. The, when they brought Tomb Raider back, they kind of dropped all of the cool, mystical, like, ancient stuff going on. And I just, I missed it. I was like, I, mi- I miss it. The thing I have with it is that it was like, everyone was telling me how much that this was the best one. And I didn't find it to be the best one. I think 2 was probably my favorite one to play. And I think it was like... As where they went with the story, as what happens in it and the gameplay and stuff like that, I think two kind of took it for me and because I played these in such quick succession, that I think I was kind of like, having this build up and being like, okay, if I really enjoyed this one, this last one's just going to be the one that knocks it out of the park. And it just it just never got there for me. Like it's it's not that I don't think the story was particularly good, because I I liked the story and stuff of of where it went, even though it was lacking in some mystical qualities. It just didn't seem to hit the mark that I think it was it was I was told it was going to. It was one of those. So I don't care what your (laughs) disappointed size at this point.
1: I mean, I I wholeheartedly disagree. And we don't have to argue about this, it's it's fine. But for me, I think for, you know, it, it was a real beautiful kind of end to the Uncharted story. And I think, I you know, I didn't play them in quick succession. It was, I played them over a series of years as they were released. And, you know, for me, I, you know, I enjoyed the cinematics. I enjoyed all of that stuff. I really enjoyed um, the new kind of like character dynamic that was introduced and I, I I absolutely loved it, and I I don't, I can't pretend to understand your p- perception of it, but um, I I will wholeheartedly accept that that is your opinion.
0: Thanks. Well, well dodged <laughs> around the bullet there. But yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's okay. I mean, it is okay because it's my opinion on the game, but it's—I think, like I said, it's like it's not that I'm particularly bashing anything like about it in terms of like, you know, like I said, I I enjoyed the story, I enjoyed you know the gameplays and stuff like that, but there just wasn't when I think about games that have really blown me away, and you know the level of stuff that I know games can get to, and it is that game where it's like, uh, it gets held in the god tier status for a lot of people. And mm. I think for me, it didn't hit that, like, I think really, as well as it 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 was told or everyone kind of picks it maybe, up to bit,
1: you know? Maybe that's some of the issue, though, with this hype aspect, because you know, I, I remember I played it when it first came out, you know, it was, I didn't speak to anyone about it, I'd already played Uncharted prior, and I just sort of experienced it as, as an entity, but I guess if something is hyped up to you there's always going to be room for disappointment, and you know, I, I think you know, I, I've always had such a, a huge attachment to the games as a whole that, you know, it does it does become hard to disappoint you, especially if you, there's not that much hype. And, you know, when you're just watching, I, I can't say anything without spoiling it, but like learning about certain characters and family aspects and also the relationship aspects of under, you know, coming to this kind of nice close, it, it would have been hard to kind of have myself disappointed um but i i get it like i i think i understand what you're saying i am um,
0: it's a good guess, game like yeah. this is what i'm saying it is a good game i i will fully give it that and like i said all the awards and stuff that it got like it, it totally deserves what it what it got in that sense and um and like you said for a, probably like a long-term uncharted player like maybe that is but i think my thing is, it's 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 sold as a uh, an amazing, almost life changing game. I think, and for me, it's not that. So for that sense, it's overrated. You know what I mean? Like, it's a good game. It's just not at that same level. And I think Naughty Dog have this. You know, they've proven they can do almost flawless games. And I don't think this was completely. Maybe it was more of like,
1: I guess in some ways it wasn't this. You know, if you were to have this game as an independent game. Someone wouldn't come around and go, Well, this is the best game ever. If Maybe it was more like a fan service type game where actually there wasn't, yeah. the actual gameplay wasn't f- amazing or this wasn't, you know, this. Maybe that was kind of it. Because to be honest, I could probably, I haven't played it since. I think i played, I never replayed it. It could well be that my eyes were, um, what do you look when you look at something with kind of.
0: You're kind of clouded a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, like, rose tinted.
1: Yeah, roasted glasses. I have a new uncharted game. This is amazing. Look at all these things. I've waited years for this. Um yeah. could be, could be. I will Good I will games. replay again at some point soon. But yeah, I I, I I accept. But the thing is though, this is probably what a lot of people are feeling when we talk about their favourite games and we're shooting on them. So I must I must remain as I want everyone else to remain. Yeah, you were the first on one game. to just
0: yell at me then when it was like, What are you talking about? But um yeah. And I think that's kind of just it's just it and like i said i think for me playing through the series quite quickly i had two as as my my more favorite one and i think for me i was just more attached to it at that point so um again i think when you're playing stuff again in quick succession if one's better than the other you do tend to notice um it's like playing through old mass effect right you wait till you get to about two for it to be your favorite one and you're kind of sold on that yeah, one, even though we yeah. love the trilogy um Facts. I'm just going to move straight on to facts. Um, apparently, after standing still after a cutscene in chapter 11, will give you an achievement called stage fright. Um, apparently, this is in reference to Sony's press conference at E3 2015 when a glitch rendered Nathan unable to move in their demonstration of the game. So they were Fair just enough. throwing it at them. And then my uh, other fact, which I found quite interesting, was that according to an interview with Neil Druckmann uh, and Cassie Drake was originally going to be a male character. Like Nathan Drake um and Elena was gonna have be a son. But their um female lead concept artist, a character concept artist, convinced Neil to make uh to make her a girl. That's quite so, a big
1: spoiler alert.
0: Yeah. Well, it's out there now. It's an old <laughs> game. Should have played it.
1: That's true. I expect I swear, it's fairly old now, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um cool. Yeah. Well, that's my number two uh so i guess we can move on to honorable mentions at this point yes my
1: other mentions that i mentioned i, I obviously i've already spoken about no man's sky is uh, i couldn't really think of any i weirdly i you know i had those other ones in my mind but i really couldn't think of any other ones i you know i've got call of duty as a whole series on their franchise obviously i think i mentioned that earlier i've never never really quite got the 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 just never got it. um GTA 5. I actually really enjoy mm-hmm. GTA 5. I've enjoyed Grand Theft Auto games, and I, it's only on this list, my mention list, for the fact that it is one of those games that is consistently being re released on every single fucking console, and I don't understand why. I know it's a good yeah. game, and I'm sure there's cool online aspects of it, but again, don't get the hype. Not that I don't like the game, just don't get the hype. Um, and Final Fantasy x2 because we know how i feel about that game i don't know why people like it that's all i'm going to say on that one
0: Fair, fair enough i'm going to continue that on saying um i have final fantasy 13 in that list it's actually 13 is a very highly reviewed game when it came out and i really don't like it it doesn't it doesn't work for me um story-wise as much as the other ones do um i had destiny in here i find that everyone really loves destiny or gets really attached to destiny i just don't don't get it for me um Mm -hmm. It's fun. And then my other ones I had were like um with Skyrim, which we've talked about actually. Uh, and Batman Arkham City, which was like the open world version of the Batman Arkham games. Um there was like the last, not the last one that came out, I think, but like the the one after whatever it was when they kind of did the the first one. Maybe, maybe the second one. I can't remember now. I just remember it just wasn't as good as their original one. So um enough. yeah. And I think again it got really like sold super highly when it came out so yeah
1: all right let's do a little recap i'll start with mine so when we began i picked number five Fortnite, which was um billboard children's game yep uh super smash bros (laughs) was my number four which i'm going to summarize as um messy chaotic uh, um, no, this isn't very good, is it? It's hard to think of like shitty things on the spot. Um, I, I'm going to give up on that one. Jumpy um, smash time. Jumpy smash time. Skyrim. Um, I think, did I come up with something funny for Skyrim? It was, uh, what was it? Beige and no lied about dragons. <laughs> Beige and lied about dragons. Um, then I have my number two, which was Halo, which I'm just going to say, um, boring spaceman protagonist. <laughs> And uh, and yeah, so please tell us your what yours was.
0: All right, so my number five, I had Halo Five, uh, which I'll just trying to be cod and remove my co op. Okay. Um, I'm gonna put that and then, uh, then I had Journey at number four. Um, I'm gonna say uh, what the reviewer said, which was aesthetically stunning but not meaningful <laughs> for me. Yeah. Uh, then I'm gonna have number three was Super Smash Bros. You. Uh, I guess this one was like, everyone's feet are kind of slippy. Too hard.
1: <laughs> nice, like that review. Uh,
0: and then Uncharted 4, Nikki Hates Me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Hates Me, not as good as number two. <laughs> nice.
1: Nice.
0: Uh, yeah, um, so we can go on to our, our number ones now, I think.
1: All right. Time to make everyone else in the world help me, probably including you. Okay. My number one for my most overrated game of all time is Kingdom Hearts.
0: Get out. Get out now. <laughs> not... Hear me out. No. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm going away.
1: Well, it's okay because in this situation, you are everyone else uh, and I am me. So you, I have the floor. You gave me a hard time about Uncharted, man. (laughs) Uncharted is a great game. So is Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts is a fucking...
0: No, no. We'll get there. Say your piece. Say your piece, woman.
1: Give me the floor and I will do my best. So, I like Disney and I like Final Fantasy, (laughs) but I do not want them together. (laughs) No way. No way. So anyway, anyway i do believe that potentially i could have got into kingdom hearts if i played it when i was a young child i do think that if you know i'd I'd found it on ps2 or whatever or whatever it came out on first you know maybe maybe i would have been like yes i don't really remember ever coming across it i think if i did ever come across it and i was given the choice to play it i you know I, i would see goofy and i would just fuck right out of there um because to me You are mixing epic Final Fantasy characters and potentially other nice characters, you know, like that main character, Sora, seems like a nice guy with really fucking obnoxious, annoying Disney characters like, don't get me wrong, Donald Duck, what a lad, but also (laughs) annoying as fuck. (laughs) It just... To me, the mix makes no sense. I know in Japan they are so big on Disney and that's great and I like that. Like Japan loves Disney and that's cool. You know, we like a lot of things from Japan as well. And obviously Japan is the ones that gave us Final Fantasy and that's amazing. And I love them for that. But to me, putting together Final Fantasy and Disney is like mixing two foods that should not go together. It's like putting, because I'm not somebody who likes to mix my food, by the way. Like, I don't like fruit in, like, with ice cream. Like, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it. And it, it's like trifle, right? Nobody likes trifle. There's all this weird shit in trifle that doesn't belong together. Kingdom Hearts is trifle. <laughs> if you don't know what trifle is, if you don't have it in where you're from, I think trifle consists of jelly, fruit, yeah cream and these weird biscuit wafers and custard (laughs) these things do not belong together and uh sorry jokes aside i will actually speak a little bit more of um of the reasonings why and i i you know i am sure from what i've read i've done i did actually a lot of research for this pick because i wanted to make sure i was getting it right i'm sure that storyline is quite cool and i I must admit like you know timey whiny stuff very fun interesting i like that but it just the disney characters just just made me feel like not involved. It just, it didn't seem like a serious game. It To me, every time I saw the Disney characters interacting or doing anything like that, it just felt silly. And I, not that I'm not into silly games, like I, I'm all up for when I was younger playing you know, I loved to actually play Disney games, you know, I loved when they made the version, like PlayStation 2 versions, PlayStation 1 games of Disney games, I was like, this is awesome, but for me, Final Fantasy was something that I loved so much as a child, and I saw it very much as an adult's game, even though I was a kid, you know, it was something very serious, and you know, like, it's not, there is some lovely elements to it, like Golden Saucer, there's, there can be that humour and that kind of comic relief, but Mm. mixing those two things together was just so bizarre to me. I just cannot understand why that didn't piss anyone else off. And I know it did, and I know that I'm not alone in this. There's a lot of people that come to me when I've made brief statements in the past about Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> and they agree. And I am not gonna sit here and say that I think it's a shit game and that you shouldn't have enjoyed it. But it's just sometimes I think some people really struggle to get past that. And I know that I've spoken to you about this, and I know that you said to me that actually a lot of the Final Fantasy characters Aren't actually in it as much as you think, and there isn't this kind of deep backstory to Final Fantasy characters that you kind of think that there is. Um, which is fine, but I again I think it's just the Disney characters themselves that just make me just want to yeet out of that, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I do it's it's weird because I do I do get your your frustration with it. I think for me though, like it doesn't have a lot of like comedy aspects to it like I know we naturally think like instant snaps like slapstick stuff when you think of like Donald and Goofy especially and they don't behave like they would do in a, in one of their cartoons in this game at all like I think they kind of take a back seat to that and they just become kind of them with their voices like There's a little bit, but it's not (laughs) like, yeah, you're very sensitive to voices. You're one of these people where I have noticed a lot of the time if someone's got a voice that you, I don't know, that you have a lot of voices and a lot of characters you don't like in that sense. I agree, but admittedly,
1: having a bit of an annoying voice to someone that's literally like, I'm a bit like, you know,
0: (laughs) I, I draw the line, I draw the line at that. I get I mean I get why you just don't like the mix. I just way. I mean well done for the Yoga Hut. Congratulations to you. <laughs> you you take away anything from this uh episode it's the <laughs> a good, goofy impression. But I don't know. Like I think the story this the main kind of deeper story and stuff that runs through it is just so good for me. And I just I don't know. I just enjoy it. I mean I'm perfectly fine with the Disney characters that are in there. Like i I've, I've always loved those kind of dizzy characters donald duck is one of my favorites ever he's great he's an like you said to coin your term an absolute lad he's
1: a lad but yeah but also annoying no, as fuck
0: no buts he's not annoying i don't find him annoying he Spits I think a this lot is, this is my thing though like he doesn't like he doesn't he at all no, he totally he does. spits, you're thinking of daffy duck nah he spits Oh my goodness. I think the problem is you are taking your view of how you see the characters when they appear in the like, in Disney cartoons like the old Disney cartoons and you are just putting them in your brain into this game exactly as they are. And then you're also taking No, 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 no. (laughs) let me finish my point. You're also taking like, your, your Final Fantasy characters as they are in the in their Final Fantasy things and putting them exactly as they are in the game. That's not how kingdom hearts works that's that's my that's my thing that's what i'm saying like that's why i have an okay like why i'm okay with it because it's not the blending does work and i think because they choose they pick and choose how the characters appear a lot of the time and their kind of levels of of what they get to in the game it's not like you know they don't just pull them straight out put them in and to stick them together they have like naturally put I think the story for me like works and there's a lot of focus on uh there's a lot of focus on the main people in the story which tends to be like Zora and stuff so for Zora um and his friends and stuff that's what's the main focus so you just happen Mm -hmm. to be most of the time visiting and seeing some Disney people and seeing some Final Fantasy people but they do take a bit more of a back seat than I think that I think is in your brain you know what I mean like I, yeah, I, I, the on, on offshoot of this, I've really been tempted
1: to, to play it. Um, and I'll probably stream it. And I, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of wanted to, to experience it and, and try my best to experience it, I, not being biased and just being like, look, let's, let's give this a go. I think my problem is falls within the category of I didn't very, I don't really like Disney, like the original Disney characters anyway. That's yeah. never going to be a good thing for me to play Kingdom Hearts if I don't actually like them. I mean, you know minnie mouse mickey mouse or whatever like they're all right i just for me i i don't take them seriously and I, I even if they were portrayed to be more serious i'd still be like but you're still you yeah <laughs> which still... is why
0: i don't think you'll ever be okay with the game no, like you because like not. you said you you say you like disney but i think you're a bit more picky with disney then mm. well i don't think other of other in disney characters in there like you know they, they go like toy yeah. story and stuff right but
1: i the thing is you know i I'm, I'm not picking this one to sit here and say it's a shit game but i am i'm saying that i don't understand the hype or the love around it and I, this leads me to wanting to speak about tetsuya namura who i've done a lot of research on since researching this particular game and you know I've, i found out a lot of the reasons why maybe I'm actually not a big fan of, of this guy. I think that he he's fantastic in some of the things that he's done. But so Tetsuya Nomura directed Advent Children and was the director for Kingdom Hearts, but wasn't actually a director of any other Final Fantasy games apart from the Final Fantasy remake, obviously the newest ones. Um, he was always a character designer, and he is a fucking bomb character designer. He's amazing. Like he's created some of the, the all of the characters that you know and love, and you know, I I think that he's fantastic and. From what i found like a lot of people said that they loved kingdom Hearts one um and that was like the best one and that two was liked by some but generally wasn't received as well there's a kingdom hearts three right that came later i think a lot of people were unhappy yeah. with that um i think a lot of people because I'm, I'm talking about fans of this series like I, when i watched reviews of the games i was going off people that actually genuinely enjoy the game um but it seems like a lot of people kind of got annoyed at him because Generally, although he was the character designer and things like that for the Final Fantasy games, they said that he actually didn't portray the Final Fantasy characters as well as they should have been. Apparently, he was generally the one that made Cloud as emo as he was then later portrayed in like Advent Children and Kingdom Hearts. And actually, Cloud was never supposed to be as miserable as he was. Um, And so he supposedly, you know, especially in the original Final Fantasy VII with the, with the lines and stuff, you know, he was the one that was like, let's mosey. Like he was actually meant to be quite an upbeat guy. And then he kind yeah. of became this emo thing, which Tessuya kind of was responsible for to an extent. Um, And uh, supposedly there are a lot of other situations in Kingdom Hearts where actually Tetsuya Nomura doesn't do very much justice for a lot of the characters in the sense that he makes them kind of do things that they wouldn't necessarily have done and it seems to piss a lot of people off Um, and a lot of people were unhappy with that and I think that's one of the reasons why I probably wouldn't necessarily like it because I'm a very like, I need consistency with certain things like that. And I think I'd get a little bit annoyed, but also I wanted to, I did want to mention a funny thing that I was reading about someone saying that apparently Tetsuya Nomura generally only tended to include the characters um, in Kingdom Hearts, Fun Fantasy characters from the ones that he designed. And generally he didn't like to put any other ones in there oh. that he didn't design. That's and apparently, interesting. He didn't design Vivi, but when Vivi did show up in Kingdom Hearts, he got beaten the shit out of. And so everyone was like, <laughs> to see is like, fuck this, I didn't make this fucking git, let's fucking, you know. Um, and that was quite,
0: it made me laugh. Um, that's hilarious. No, that is a really good point. Um, But but going back a little bit to your other point, so that's, you know, when I was, we were talking about it one time and I said... They put the Final Fantasy characters in there, but they're not the characters. Yeah, which they're annoys not. me more. And I, I think that's then, another reason as why I would not like this totally game. They're just totally different. They're yeah. not, like, you meet people and they don't act. Like, that's not them. It's just them in a shell and, and, and they have their name.
1: Then it's not Final Fantasy characters. That's what annoys me because I'm like... But I don't... It's...
0: For me, they're not selling them like that. That's the, the thing about... The thing I have with it is that they don't necessarily, like, they're kind of just npcs that deliver a message to the game like i think my thing is like they in no way impact the story like they no in way tie with why what the correct? story is there because it sold it like it's like anything right like you just it's like people putting franchise on certain games like you just put a franchise on it it was it's to kind of sell the story like i think and it's the same kind of thing for all the disney guys like they don't have I wouldn't necessarily like some of the character stuff is there and they get probably a little bit more than the final fantasy characters because their worlds are based around them. And therefore when you get there, you have more tasks to do around the, the, the Disney characters in that world because they kind of do a little bit of their story, but again, they're not exact at all. Mm. Um, and so I think the final fantasy girl got more of a raw deal where they are literally in there, but they are not them. And I, and don't, and I, I think I've always managed to just separate them and not, take it as it's them and just see them as like okay cool it's just a character i like that character's design and stuff like that and they just Mm. happen to be in here i don't see it as this is a part of their story somewhere along the line you know what i mean like for me that's kind of where i where i have it and i think that's why i've always been okay with it i seeing those characters
1: I, I found out that a lot of people have problems with him, though, in regards to his storylines as well. Like, I hear that one was very good, but two was a little bit of a, a mental shit show. And obviously, yeah. you know, we all know about the most recent Final Fantasy Seven remake in way that, the way that that's going. And everyone says, well, of course it's going that way because it's directed by Tetsuya Nomura. Um, and I have, must admit, like, I, I do love a plot twist. I do. But I, I, I'm not fully aware of, of what happened in Kingdom Hearts, but it, it sounds like there was just a lot of darkness mentioned constantly. I watched a thing of where it was like every time that they said heart and darkness or something like that. Um, but I, I, I relevant to that it's in my list because I don't get it. Like that's the, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't that's get I. But I have some like sentence reviews that I found on YouTube videos about this game and it made me laugh and I want to tell you them. So somebody commented. This was the greatest thing I've ever played, but I also hate every stupid thing about it. Yep.
0: Which I thought was fantastic. Fair. That's probably a very accurate description because I think I'm, I'm with them on
1: that one. My other favorite review that I read was, gameplay wise, it's fantastic. Story wise, it's like playing through the fever dreams of a madman. Yep, that's
0: fair. That is completely fair.
1: And I was like, do you know what? I, I really I kind of appreciate that. Like I, I do. Like I, I get I get what they're trying to say. It's the stupidest, greatest thing. It's fantastic, but also it's insane and it yeah. doesn't make any
0: sense. Well, so this is the thing, and I I know we when we've spoken about uh, Kingdom Hearts before, I think I've mentioned my annoyance with them in the sense of when you when you played one on PlayStation 2 and then you immediately played number two on PlayStation 2, there was no fucking connection because they would put a random game on like DS or something that told half the story. And I think they even put a part on a mobile game, which at the time mobiles were not gaming and it was only maybe released in Japan at the time. There was something weird about it. So you missed literally an entire giant chunk of story. And then you played two and you had no idea what was going on. So I completely understand that because it wasn't until having access to the kind of mixes that they've made now where it's like you could play the whole thing through and actually see all of the story. Cause at the time when we were younger, I just didn't understand two. I loved one, and I didn't understand two most of the time. So I'm I'm with I'm with you, and I'm with them on that. Like it was it was a it was a fever dream of chaos. It I
1: think, yeah, see the dreams of a madman. Okay, <laughs> let's do no more. Um, we'll move on from this, but I've got some mm-hmm. some facts. Um, this is a really interesting fact that I, I I don't know if he played this person in the second one, but apparently Lance Bass voiced separov and i'm talking about lance bass the guy from, from nsync, N-Sync. oh yes. my god How have i never realized this, this um is a fantastic fact which a lot of people are kind of like that's insane because they actually cast a lot more legitimate acting talent to provide the voices for other characters um a lot of people were like why apparently hayley joe osmond headed up the cast as sora i don't know yeah, whether or not he, he did. did that okay mm-hmm. and yeah. mandy moore voiced fan favorite eric um David Berenia, as I don't know who that is, or of Bones and Angel fame, voiced School slash Leon. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just thought I'd give you that information. I I, I just,
0: yep. NSYNC. That's a way. Weird. Yeah. weird. Oh, God. For some, I think it's because it's me. May. May. Um, it's going to be the May. I think it's because it's me. I keep hearing about NSYNC. It's been like a week and I keep hearing NSYNC related like news and facts i mean i just it's just madness like
1: he voiced sephiroth one of the most like badass characters in history yep that's as far as i
0: remember sephiroth's not really in it very much so maybe that was it maybe it was like it's a couple of lines i think so it's not like Mm. not like big character lot going on with him at the time so maybe that's why they did it because they were like "Mm, slip him in there as as sephiroth no 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 that's weird though second fact
1: was that the game was apparently conceived in an elevator Elevator in love. According to <laughs> Kingdom Hearts producer Shinji Hashimoto, he got the idea for a Disney slash SquareSoft crossover game while chatting with a Disney executive in an elevator. The two companies shared a building in Tokyo before SquareSoft became Square Enix and moved away. So yes,
0: interesting, interesting. Just elevator pitch is uh, yeah. fully actually being used in an elevator. Nice.
1: I just that that's it really. That's my literally two facts. I just found some random interesting. I appreciate ones. It. your summary. <sighs> trifle fever dream
0: <laughs> i hate disney oh man we should do these more often
1: this is great <laughs> let us know if you want us to continue our <clears throat> short review summaries. Short.
0: <laughs> most of them are gonna be nice they're not gonna be as hateful as they are today um all right am, am i good to, to talk about my number yeah what's now? your number one? hit all me all right My number one is uh, I'm going after a series, but not really. I'm going after Assassin's Creed Black Flag.
1: All right. This is good. I was really worried that we were going to have another like testy kind of like atmosphere of like awkwardness. But that's good. I haven't actually played this game. So do go on. All right. Um,
0: I I don't love the Assassin's Creed games, to be perfectly honest. So this is probably why this is in there in general. But I didn't want to put the whole series in because I've not played all of the series. And some of the newer ones that have been coming out recently, like uh, Valhalla and uh, Origins a little bit more. And also Odyssey seem to have been changing up the format a little bit. So maybe have improved stuff and it definitely seems like they are going the right way. Um, I played number one the whole way through and I really enjoyed it but then everything after that just seemed to be the exact same game with a slightly different thing going on in history and not a particularly interesting one. I played Black Flag because I was like okay, it seems interesting we get boats, it was around the pirate kind of launch of pirate stuff and it was like okay, it seems really cool I've been sold on the fact that I get to sail around and be a pirate on my ship. This seems great. Um it is based uh it's kind of set in a fictional part of history as they all are. This one is kind of around the 18th century Caribbean during Golden Age of Piracy. And you play as a Welsh pirate for some reason, Edward Kenway. Um he it has stealth elements as you would normally have in in the Assassin's Creed kind of game, but again also sailing and sailing's kind of the slight say it like boosting point to this. You do get You get a ship, you get to do pirate things, you sing shanties, which is probably one of the only good, nice, good things about this. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is also this nice kind of, there's always the subplots in Assassin's Creed games where it's like you go back to like real time, which is actually like future time, and do some stuff. And then you kind of like dip back into history. It's odd to explain, but there is a subplot around there. My issue with the game is less around the pirate stuff and the sailing because that was actually a lot of fun and I think that's kind of it brought us some things like Sea of Thieves and stuff from that. But my God, does this game get repetitive quickly? Like, literally, I think I got bored halfway through with game and just gave up on it because I just... I think I was basically told to go on my ship and just grind some stuff. Like, it was just go do some stuff, go sail here and grab something because you're not a good enough level on your boat to do the next part of the game. And I was just like, I can't be bothered with this. I don't care. The story is not gripping me enough to push me to do this. And the actual Assassin's part for a game that's called Assassin's Creed is just dull. It's just so <laughs> fucking boring. You're just mostly creeping around in a bush, which I know is mostly things like Assassin games. It's kind of what you're doing. Anything stealth related, you're just kind of creeping. But my God, I literally what I found myself doing was enjoying some parts of sailing and then just trying to smash through the rest of the game to get to the present day stuff. Mm. Like to get to the, the futuristic kind of a subplot because it was more interesting and it was more there was just just something else going on it was just seemed to be more interesting and this was like i think about probably five percent of the game and i was living for that five percent and i was like i don't get it and i think for me assassin's creed black flag was the the again other than like number two um, it's kind of sold as like the flagship of of Assassin's Creed. And I think my problem with it is just kind of highlights all the issues with um with the old Assassin's Creed kind of games as they were getting, where they just kind of stuck on a they'd maybe try and attach something new, which Black flag kind of tried to do. and it did it okay, but it just kind of kept this format of go here, stealth around a bit, maybe climb a tower for no other reason than to get a bit of your map done. Um, and maybe do some story in the present day, and it was literally like I'm playing the game that technically is number four, but actually I think it's like I don't know seventh or something in the series. And I'm like, you haven't evolved past what you were doing in number one at all, like really. You've added yeah. a couple of random bits, but that's always been my thing with Assassins in Creed in general is that it never felt like it was progressing. Now I think it started to do that, which is why I didn't put the whole series in. But yeah, it just was a bit like, all right, guys, I'm, I'm bored. I'm bored of this. And yeah. for something that is rated so highly and is one of those games where it's like, just everyone seems to love it all the time that I've noticed. Like, if they're into those kind of games, they just love this. I just didn't get it. just wasn't, yeah. just wasn't there for me. I, I felt this with a lot of Assassin's
1: Creed games. I think, mm. I mean, to be honest, I didn't play... I'm trying to think of the last one I played. I, I probably played, like, three or something. And and I didn't play them when they started getting into, like, Black Flag uh syndicate like i did you yeah. know i only recently started playing origins i didn't play odyssey and so now they're kind of evolving into something else which is which is fine and valhalla looks amazing i've not played that yet um but but oro i've forgotten there's odyssey. two with an o and i get confused odyssey's the one that's the greek one that's supposed to be Cassandra. quite good yeah because yeah. yeah. like the, the character's amazing and it, it's because it's evolved into something that it, that it isn't and yeah back in the day when i played assassin's creed i i must admit like i i I'm one of those people that will will be like, I personally enjoyed what I played of the old ones, but I don't think that I enjoyed them that much compared to what they've become. For me, what they've become is something that is more engaging. The storytelling seems a little bit better. I, but then for me, they all are so different. Like, this is the one thing about Assassin's Creed games is each and every one, especially nowadays, is so different from the others. And while the same, like, mechanics are kind of there, the story is so drastically different. And um, and so I find it really hard to gauge an opinion on a lot of Assassin's Creed games, which, I, which hmm. is a bit of a pathetic way to kind of get out of having an opinion on it. But <laughs> yeah. I just... I don't know, like especially when I look at we were talking about the fashion for Assassin's Creed. And I look at I looked at the mm. fashion for like Syndicate, Black Flag, and I was like, this game looks amazing, yeah. But I know that I if I play it, I uh, there could be some repetitive issues because I I must admit I haven't actually played Odyssey for ages. I yeah. I started playing, and got into it, and I and I fell off of it, and there is obviously a problem there that I'm having with those games, but I haven't quite figured it out. But maybe it is the repetitive side of them a little bit. There there is this aspect of
0: like you yeah. always have to
1: do so much sometimes just to get to the main story
0: uh, yeah and I think that's it. it it kind of forces you almost to into doing some stuff that is almost overly repetitive like and like I said like you said they do they do change and they do evolve a lot and they are all different and I think they tell different stories but at the end of the day it doesn't it doesn't quite rebalance out the fact that every time I seem to be playing them they always want me to do the same set of Things there was always a listening thing to do. There was always a tower climbing thing to do. There was always like a stealth mm. bit that was kind of the, self, the same stealth reliant thing where you just kind of held a button and sat down on a bench for a while and did some stuff. You know, and, like and I didn't feel like it had evolved at all by yeah. the time it got to Black Flag. So I was like, it was fun, and I like, played it again. And it, it, having the pirate ship kind of pushed it up a little bit more um is why I gave it a chance. But yeah, I just, I just found myself really struggling and I think after I... Because I completed number one, like almost 100%, I did everything on it. So I did really enjoy it as a game. But I think once you've done it once and you've done one game to 100%, the fact that it then doesn't really seem to ever move or improve or change, it just means that every time I tried to play another one off since then... Um, up until I haven't played like the most recent two. I I've just struggled. I've just gone, well, I've done this game, you know. Um yeah. and I think for for a series that is held in such high set of series, like the way that it's held up as a as a general thing that it did and introduced to the game, I just like the game's world and stuff, I just don't get it. It just never sold me. I was never really sold on any of the stories either. I was a bit like, yeah like happening but not really happening cuz you're not actually there you're stuck in a weird tube back in the future like what is that about yeah some sometimes i love the idea of assassin's
1: creed more than i love assassin's creed itself i'm a mm. big history buff i really love history i have a bit of a thing where i'm just like you know when i when when i'm faced with the kind of narrative of being able to go to the past and find out all this stuff and live it i get really excited you know i, I loved the old games where i think you're in venice because i'd recently visited venice and i was like this is amazing i can see the place like it used to be but that's not because it's a video game but um like you know how, how it would have looked back then in kind of this virtual virtual sense and you know it's really cool being able to look at like athens and all that kind of that kind of stuff but sometimes i do find that like it can be a little bit boring mm, yeah. and like I don't know it's one of those things with, with Assassin's Creed like I remember when the movie came out I was like I love this idea more than the actual thing itself and that's a big issue and I'm, I'm hoping that I'll love Valhalla when I eventually play it because it's, I mean to be honest it's about vikings and if there's anything I love more in this world it's fucking vikings I love vikings um and plus it's like set in England yeah yeah It's to see all that but will i end up getting it and liking the idea of it more than the thing itself maybe maybe Mm. so i i to be honest i'm not i know we're not picked the series as a whole but i i'm kind of with you i I get where you're going
0: yeah i think again like when we when we keep using the term overrated i think it just that's that's the thing it's not that again i'm not that any of the the games on this list i think are bad games they're just a bit overrated for what they've what they are I think that's what we've got to try and remember with this list a little bit um, yeah they think, you know
1: some people absolutely adore them and they think there's no problems with them absolutely whatsoever and that's fine but i think probably overrated can sometimes just mean our frustration with not being able to like it like yeah i got sure. frustrated that i couldn't get into halo because apparently it's meant to be this really amazing thing and same with skyrim and you know sometimes sometimes just things just aren't necessarily for you or they've not been betrayed or made in the way that is going to click with you like Maybe if maybe if Kingdom Hearts had no Disney in it, or maybe the storyline of Kingdom Hearts was that you have to go after all of these Disney characters and assassinate them like in Assassin's Creed, maybe I'd be like, give me that game. Please actually somebody make that game. I've just realised that's a really fucking cool game. Yes, great. let's do it. Assassin's right. Creed, Disney edition.
0: That one you'd play?
1: Sa- go around time, assassinate all the Disney characters that are annoying. Not all of them. I like. I do like some Disney characters, but the annoying ones... Like Goofy. Assassinate Goofy.
0: My God. Monster have you become. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, no, it's, it's the same. It's like we we're saying it's just like it's just not something just wasn't quite there for you. And like you said, like it's just you know, it's like I was saying about uncharted 4, it was like, it's a great game. I do think it's a good game. It's just not the God tier God-tier level that I've been told it should be. And yeah. it it gets sold as. And I think the thing with my thing, with all of my list. I took everything that was all my games were have very highly critical rated from reviewers um, and as well as their like um, their fan base most of the time and I and that's kind of why I picked them because it was like there's a lot of stuff going into telling me that this is a, the best game I'll ever play and just maybe it's not hit that mark. Um, to go back to Assassin's Creed a little bit, I've got a couple of facts. Mm -hmm. um so there were two two books that were used as big references in the development of the game um the first book was the general history of pirates or pirates as it's spelt um which provided solid historical foundation for the game to use as well as being like using a german style of capitalizing all nouns um, which apparently oh, right. they ended up using in the game's subtitles. So if you have the subtitles on, that's how that's why that hmm. happens. Um, and then the second book they used was The Republic of Pirates, which helped the team establish the hub of the town for Nassau, which is a real place, which was a real stopping point for pirates. Um, the book's author, Colin Woodward, was so much of an influence that he was asked to join the development team to help make sure that the game was super accurate. Um, that's very cool. So it is great that they do really go into those like historical things and try and get it right. Which was cool. And then my second fact was just that Edward's, the main character's Edward's voice actor was Matt Ryan. Um, He wanted to voice him with a Mancunian accent uh, for Manchester, Manchester. However, the game developers heard his natural Welsh accent and they were like, could you please voice it in your native Welsh actors instead? Um, and as a result, they <laughs> ended up having to rewrite the story for him to be born in Wales in a, from a farming oh. like family because they really loved his Welsh accent so much, which I'm okay with. I love, I mean, I love both. Um, yeah. I love a Welsh and nice I love same. a Man- Mancunian. But yeah, I just found it interesting. They rewrote it once they heard him. So it's
1: very cool. I, I do really want to. I think the thing with I have with Hudson's Creed is like, I actually like, I do really want to play all of them, but I know that my attention span may not get me through the whole game, but like, I yeah. love the history and the fact that like, they would have these cool regional accents. I'm quite intrigued now, but um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think, I, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I feel like this is, this is a weird top five where we've sort of come away being like, we've bitched about games, but also trying to be positive.
0: Yeah, we don't often do negative lists, really. Yeah. Like uh, all our lists, I think most of the time. I mean, it's, the meaning is in the top five, right? It's our top five. Yeah, for- <laughs> and i don't think we've ever gone like other than maybe a couple episodes where we want to throw some stuff into a volcano that's uh that's not really happened it's not really happened before so i don't think we quite know what to do with ourselves maybe we're a bit exhausted this evening um but you need to summarize black flags as like a review um uh assassin's creed assassin dull (laughs) that was terrible (laughs) That was awful. I know, but I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> it's you're on the
1: spot. Uh, Maybe next time we should come equipped with them and actually write I them down beforehand. It.
0: It's just um, a bit dull. It's a bit dull, but there's pirates in it. There you go. It's a bit, bit dull. Boring, pirates. but pirates. A bit boring, but pirates. Thank you for fixing that for me. Is that better? Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Um, we'll get better at doing that, guys. We promise. Yeah. It's a thing now.
1: Um, Fuck, where do we go from here?
0: I guess that just wraps up our our episode. It's a bit of a negative thing to end on, but it's fine. It happens. We're going to have this sometimes.
1: These games, as we said, have not been for everyone. They've not been for us, but... It doesn't mean that they are not for you and it doesn't mean they are not good games. Do not come for us. Do not stop listening to our podcast. Do not block us. We love you and we respect your love for these games. If you like them, if you if you feel the same that we do about them, please let us know. Um, if Don't let us know if you do like them, probably because we probably don't need that that discussion. I want to hear all opinions.
0: No, okay, I'm, I'm yeah, having sorry. all of the opinions. Sorry,
1: I don't, I don't mean to, to silence anyone. Come give us all of your opinions on our social media, GameTool5. You can join our Discord as well to give us your opinions. It's a nice, safe space with lots of amazing people in there. Um, and you can also find all of this stuff and all this information at GameTool5.com.
0: Yep um if you really enjoyed the episode and you liked this a lot and you really want to be nice you could leave us um a review on uh any way you can leave reviews for podcasts we very 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 much appreciate them um as well as you guys all listening so yeah, yeah thanks everybody to listening to us rant for the past and i don't know wait, hour and a half. Wait.
1: if you really want if you really like this episode leave us a review just and, and you you agree with the fact that I think there should be a game that involves Assassin's Creed and Disney characters. Please leave a review and and tell us that. Thank you.
0: Make it happen. (laughs) There you go. That's that's what we're going to end this on. Nikki wants to murder some Disney characters. Good night. Good night.